The Solid 7 Podcast is a proud affiliate of GoRuck. GoRuck designs and builds the toughest gear on the planet, including footwear, apparel, and rucks. Oh, a backpack. Like a backpack, if backpacks were made to last under the toughest conditions in the world. Mm. Everything they make is backed by their Scars Lifetime Guarantee and is tested and proven over and over and over again at GoRuck's events held all over the world and led by current and former Special Forces combat veterans. The GoRuck brand stands for Building Better Americans, the Special Forces way of life, and a life-or-death approach to building the world's toughest gear. Visit Solid7Podcast.com and click on the GoRuck link to learn more about their gear and events, and a portion of every purchase and event registration that you make will go to support us here at the Solid 7 Podcast. Well, without uh, further ado, welcome to the Solid 7 Podcast, Mr. Brad Mason. Yeah, thank you, sir. What's up, brother? Happy to be here. I mean, this is, uh, this is what do they call this in the biz, uh, a, a cute meet? What do they call it in a rom-com? We've legitimately never actually met before. That's right. Before First you walked time. through my garage door tonight. So uh, I would like to lead with, please don't rob me. <laughs> would be no brad's a, a squared away guy or we wouldn't be doing this but uh been looking forward to to getting this done and this is the right time with some big events coming up and some big stuff going on in uh, your world so i'm glad we could make it work yeah same here so, when i saw you guys were in orlando i thought oh this is so cool you're right up the street so this works out really well yeah a little a, well a little bit up the street yeah but uh, it's a it's a little haul over here but not too not too bad and appreciate you making the drive live in the studio not every guest has that in them not everybody <laughs> makes the sacrifice but before we get too far we got to do it right you know, we're fueled by Jocko Go here, and uh, so I had a few flavors for you to choose from this evening, and you went Sour Apple Sniper. That's the first time I've had Now, I am no, I'm not a rookie when it comes to Jocko Go. Now, you've um, done the mango. I have. In fact, I subscribed. Um, nice. So, uh, and I, I ended it because I had to... I went away for a couple months last summer, so I just haven't re-upped. But we'll yeah, see. I've never had this. Well, see, now when you re-up, hey, maybe you'll get some Sour Apple, but you can re-up with our 10% oh, discount right. code. You get a, little, right. get a little, well, cheers, sir. Yes. Let's, uh, let's do this. I gotta say, Sour, sour so Apple little. Sniper was uh, probably my favorite pre-mango. There you go. That's worth having right there. That's good stuff, right? That's good. I like it's that. It's got that green Jolly Rancher vibe to it. And uh, yeah, it's good. that's a winner. This one's named for uh, J.P. Donnell. Who okay, yeah. served on uh, Task Unit Bruiser under Jocko under Leif? He was a sniper, mm-hmm. so he w- he was serving with Chris Kyle while Chris Kyle was on the team and stuff. So he's a, a really cool guy and uh, integral to what they're doing at Echelon Front now and runs their field training exercise stuff. So JP's uh, he's a cool guy and uh, has an open invite to the South Seven Podcast anytime you want. JP, it'll be Sour Apple Sniper all the way around. So, uh, where, where to begin? So what, what brings you here tonight? Like we kind of cross each other's paths cause we both have some, some go ruck connections, or at least we do now. I've been a fan for a long time and I had heard, um, I don't even know, I guess a couple of years ago now I had seen that in them promoting on their website, on their social media, them partnering with a group in, in Orlando, not a ton of it stuck with me. Like I kind of read it. Oh, that's, that's kind of cool and, and move on. But, um, as we've had, of course, Emily and Jason on the podcast now and Cadre D 
DS and, and gotten to know them a little better and become affiliates and all that stuff. Um, it put us a, a little more uh, on their radar. And I think you, you found us uh, by them promoting, I think maybe Emily being on the podcast mm-hmm. and uh, you're like, Oh, Hey, yeah, these guys are, are local and uh, we kind of connected, but they know you through the give team. Which is right. Which is what we're going to talk about uh, a lot tonight. But uh, how, like, how, how, how do we get there? How, how do you come to this? Like, are you? uh, This is always a tricky question in Central Florida. Are you an actual native or are you a transplant? Natives are rare people, so there's no judgment there. They are very rare. I am not. Um, I moved here from Chicago uh, in 2002. Yeah, like born and raised in Chicago. No, I moved around a lot growing up. Okay, so I am originally from the Midwest. Uh, I went to ultimately landed in the Northeast for high school and college. Uh, Sorry to hear in, that. <laughs> I lived in New York City for uh, for a short time right Ooh. after college uh, and then went back to, I was born and raised, at, or born in Iowa. Um, family there, went to law school there, uh, went back to, to go to law school and then I landed in Chicago after that. Chicago had, you know, as far as I saw, everything that New York had except less of the bad stuff and a little bit more of the Midwest, a little bit easier to live in. At that time. Yes, <laughs> at that like, time, they right. They like to compete for the bad stuff. Yeah, they've no. they've amped that up lately, yeah. I think. So now law school, you didn't want to go into like an honest career? Or? <laughs> I... Uh, uh, I tell people I don't practice law. I, 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 I do it for real now. So I actually work for, I, I, I tell people, you know, I'm going to shoot you straight because I'm a lawyer and I'm in sales. My third strike, I go straight to hell. Nice. Now this is, maybe this is a good time to get, uh, I mean, you know, we love a rabbit trail on Sons of a Podcast. That has nothing to do with anything, <laughs> but uh, we, we've taken to occasionally mocking John Morgan on here. Are we going to get sued? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, uh, I, I couldn't be farther from the law. I passed the bar in Washington State state uh and i'm here i am in in the state of florida yeah. so uh you know you, you can't get any farther and still be in the contiguous 48 uh and uh, i actually work for a a, a bank technology company so oh, very cool uh, fortune 500 company i run a, a about a little 12 million dollar division of the big company just a little one um but it's uh and it's a, and it's it's fun it's 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 taken me it's funny because this kind of ties into the give team a bit um the, the, the mission of the businesses that we serve is to serve their communities, community banks and credit right. unions. But in working with them, it takes me out of my own community. Yeah. So I have to intentionally find ways to engage in my community because I don't have a full Rolodex of people here other than, you know, obviously through, through kids and through school and all that kind of thing. So, but professionally, I didn't, I don't really have a, an Orlando tie. Gotcha. Um, so now what brought you from Chicago to Orlando then? Like that's a, like Orlando, if you're in Orlando, you're like, yeah, Orlando's a big city. We're not, we're not, a, I mean, compared to Chicago, New York, actual big cities, we're more of a village. Yeah, no, no, that's, you're exactly right. Yeah. Uh, it was, a, it was a work opportunity. Okay. Uh, at that point in time, if I was going to advance up the ladder, it would have meant the move to, uh, to Wisconsin, uh, Milwaukee, uh, or Connecticut. Uh, and then I had an opportunity to come, come down here. Yeah. And, uh, and you're right. So one of the things about Orlando is that it's not a big city, but it is growing very fast yeah. and we don't deal real well with our big city problems. Uh, that's one of the things I've learned in the 20 yeah. years I've been here. My wife and I were talking about that the other day. We were uh, driving through, you know, there's uh, for those of you that aren't in the area, you know, there's a, a, a 
I-4, even if you're outside of the area, you've maybe heard of I-4, or if you've come down to Disney World, you've probably driven on I-4 in Central Florida, um, and that's a pretty typical freeway and everybody's nightwear, and that's the one everybody likes to mock, but there's a, a toll road that, that kind of crisscrosses that and runs runs through downtown Orlando as well, 408, and it takes you right by everything, so the Amway Arena, where the Magic play, and Orlando City Stadium, um, you know, and just all, all the big buildings, but we were driving down through there, and we were just lamenting. My wife's a, a proper native. She was born here in Central Florida, and I transplanted in 86. But we just remember when they built the quote-unquote new City Hall, uh, which if you want to see our old City Hall explode, uh, they filmed it for Lethal Weapon when they imploded it. Oh, I didn't realize uh, that. Yeah, it's in, I can't remember which Lethal Weapon, but the implosion of the old Orlando City Hall is in one of the Lethal Weapons. Huh. Um, but when they built the new one, like it was freestanding. Like there's nothing around it. Like it was, it wasn't the biggest uh, building in downtown, but it was, it was big and you had clear line of sights to it. And I remember, uh, when, when was that 94, uh, when there were some world cup games here, like they covered the dome in a soccer ball and you can actually see it. You, you could paint that dome neon green right now and you wouldn't see it if you weren't in an airplane because so much big stuff has built up and just to see the way downtown has grown. Yeah, there's a skyline now. Yeah, yeah, it is kind of cool. But yeah. it's still, we're still playing big city. Yeah, so. no, they're, they're, no, they're for sure. Yeah, And that's one of the cool parts about that being here, though, is that you can make an impact, right? Yeah. If there's something, if you see something going wrong, then engage. Yeah. Right? Go find a way to, to, to fix it. Yeah, and that's really, sure. you know, how I got involved in the community yeah. is just seeing that and saying, oh, what can I, what can I do? Yeah. Now, if you, you said if you hadn't come here, like going up the ladder, like oh, Wisconsin would have been one of the options. Now my family, I was born in Illinois. My extended family is almost exclusively in Illinois. We do not look kindly on Wisconsin. Is it the same deal for, for Iowans, is that uh, was that the turnoff there? Uh, <laughs> one of the, I'll say one of the first jokes I learned as a kid uh, was why don't people from Illinois like people from Wisconsin? And it's because they're always inviting us to come on up and smell their dairy air. <laughs> it's not super funny, but it's a little clever, and there's a little truth to it there. Yeah. So, well, the uh, one of the things this is not a small thing. I, I, I am a Bears fan, and that's just sacrilegious. You right? can't, yeah, you can't go. North. I mean, Chicago's right on the border, pretty mm-hmm. much, but you can't go north of the border. No, it's, no. And my it's, company's based there now, so my, I have to deal with that. If we can have a bonding moment now, this is—I mean, this is tangential. It's familial, but my sister still has on in the original cassette the Super Bowl Shuffle. Nice. Yeah, so we grew up. Uh, football's not really my thing these days. I, you know, I'm more of an off-sport kind of guy. Um, grew up. I'm named after a NASCAR driver. I grew up watching racing. I swam. I raced bikes. So you know, a lot of non-traditional sports. But uh, I'll forever be a Walter Payton fan. I have oh. no idea what's going on with the Bears right now. I don't really care, but I'll always root for them against the Packers. Yes. So, which, uh, you know, uh, our, our our good buddy Josh, who, who couldn't make it for recording tonight, big Packers fan, but we, we make it work. It's a divided household, but we, you know, I, I tolerate him talking about Aaron Rodgers, and <laughs> it's, it, you know, it is what it is. But uh, cool. And so uh, can, how long have you been in Central Florida? 2002. Okay, so it's, yeah, it's so, twenty years. So now. a long time now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, husband. Yes. Yeah, and father. Yeah, father of three kids, and uh, yeah, uh, and I have adopted. It seems uh, about seventy-five others. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> several, several, several others. And so um, you know, those you know, work-wise, it sounds like 
you're working in a tier that's probably pretty demanding, right? Like you don't, uh, you know, a $12 million division is not a 40 hour a week job. Right. Just, right. just not. Right. Well, the um, way I put it, if you're not working 24 hours a day, it's just a part-time job by definition. So <laughs> that sounds about right. That's one of those, uh, you know, if you're on time, you're 10 minute late. That's, that's right. right up there with that. Uh, but you know, and then demands of family are no small thing. Uh, you know, as I'm learning with my, my two, who you know, four and two, uh, now, you know, when it's, you, you don't turn off, right. And you don't have just one full-time job. You're doing all those, but you're like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm not doing enough. And so, um, what got you involved with, um, uh, with the gift team, uh, or, or let's kind of talk about really, um, what that is, what that's based out of, and then kind of what, what got you there and got you involved. Yeah, no, definitely. I, the give team is, we are the only inner city obstacle course racing and endurance team in the country, uh, based in a neighborhood once named among, among America's most dangerous. And uh, we do Spartan races, go ruck events. And um, it started in, I started this, it really starts in 2015. Um, you know, it, I, let, me, let me back up a step because the foundation of it really is the New Image Youth Center. Right. And uh, the New Image Youth Center is an after school and summer program in, in the Paramore neighborhood of Orlando, which is, um, as I mentioned, a, a place of high, high crime, high poverty. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a, a place where a lot of people say hope goes to die. Um, and uh, in 2008, I was a single dad, and I would take my son. I was on the board of, a, of another nonprofit at the time uh, where we would serve warm meals to the homeless in Lake Eola, right downtown. So those are not from Orlando. Lake Eola is the centerpiece of downtown Orlando. And um, I was there. It was December. It was a little chilly, and I, I'm trying to I'm trying to herd my little nine-year-old, eight-year-old son, you know, running around with all the homeless people trying to help them out. Right. And I see this, this lady walk up with about 15 kids, like in, 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 you know, straight line, you know, very well disciplined, very well. And I'm thinking, who is this woman? And uh, it turned out it was Shante Barton Stubbs, who is the founder and executive director of New Image Youth Center. Um, I, became an advisor, then became a board member, um, and had been working with her um, to, to really help grow the organization from a, from a business perspective, right? How, right. Do, how, can we, how can we put the right standards in place, the right, you know, and, and really raise awareness within Orlando. Yeah. Because it's an amazing, amazing organization, and I'd say it still is the best kept secret in the, in the, in the, in the city and definitely in the state. Well, and I'll say, you know, for as long as I've, I've been in town, I've never been in Orlando proper, but it's, you know, it's one of those things. If you've ever, if you've ever been in a larger metro area, everybody around here, if somebody asks where you're from, and they're outside of the area. You say, "Oh, I'm, I'm from Orlando," and we're all from Orlando. And then somebody around here, you give them where you actually live. Um, but until um, hearing about you guys through through Go Ruck, and then kind of some of the things going on with New Image Youth Center uh, now, I, I mean, never heard a word. And this was, you know, Orlando City uh, soccer kicked off, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a few years ago, kind of. Uh, God, what was, we got our season tickets like their second year. So they were playing at the Citrus Bowl. So this is down kind of on the far side of the area that yep. you're talking about here in Orlando. Yep. And then when they built their, their new stadium, I mean, it's smack dab in Paramore here right. in Orlando. I mean, it really is. Um, and so, I mean, we've parked and walked down through there and I, I'm certain I've driven past and, definitely and walked, walked past, past New it. Image Youth Center. Yeah. We're, uh, we're less than less than 50 yards from the stadium. Yeah. So. And so, and that, so she founded it in, uh, it's been around a while now. Yeah. Right? 18, 
I think this year's our 18th year. Yeah. So, yeah. so it's, it's been going for, and really multifaceted, right? Like you guys are, are really just a piece uh, of what's going on there day in and day out. So really like, can you just kind of give us the, like the big picture really of uh, the program, what they're doing, kind of what the aims mm-hmm. are there. Yeah. So new image uh, has a, it's the thing that's special about it, right? So you see things like the boys and girls club, which do that. They do amazing work. You mm-hmm. see other groups that work with kids that do amazing work. The thing that's different about new image is it's really an extension of family. Mm-hmm. And that's, and, and, and you really have to go there to see it to, to, and then, and you feel it, right. It's something that, that touches your spirit. Um, and so help with after school, you know, help after school with homework, tutoring, that kind of thing, but also education on health and, and wellness and, and, you know, uh, activities. Um, but also the thing that Shantae brings, she's a licensed mental health counselor. So she brings that to the equation because when you're in a high poverty area, right, a place of high unemployment and Mm -hmm. all the, all the things that come with that kind of an environment, there's a lot of stress that are, that's put on kids. Right. And plus the fact that you're surrounded with all, all sorts of things that, that are challenging. Right. So, um, and she has, she brought to that organization, a, 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 you know, or to the kids within the, within the organization, the structure, discipline, tough love, um, and has had some great success, um, sending kids off to college or sending them off to whatever their endeavor might be, whether it's trade school or whatever. Yeah. And, um, um, and it's just a, a, a wonderful organization. Yeah. Um, so worked with, worked with her in that, um, 2014, I went fishing up in Alaska with uh, with my dad and my brothers and my son for the first time. I'd been doing that for years, but this was his first time going up. He became enamored with the sea cadets. We came back, and he was working with uh, the sea cadets uh, here in Orlando. And he came home, and, and this was September, and there was a, a, a card, a postcard about uh, Battle Frog. I had no intentions of running this, but I saw mm-hmm. this, this postcard about this obstacle course race. And I thought, oh, that's really cool. And at the time, I was nursing a bum Achilles. And my son uh, unintentionally challenged me. He said, uh, no, 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 Dad. I'm like, what, what do you mean? He said, I don't want you running that. I said, why not? He said, well, you can't even run regular without getting hurt. I don't want you doing this. And I'm like, well, oh. Well played, sir. All right. That's how this is going to go. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I'd been working with a uh, with a, a physical therapist and a trainer. Um, and And... I decided I was going to run this thing. Uh, and I, uh, worked with, I was, I was working with, uh, Akeem, who's a staff member and an alumnus of the, of the program, also a personal trainer. And I said, Hey, you want to come run this with me? And we went and ran that event and it was incredible. It was, it was the, the, the sense of community, the sense of everybody working together for something, you know, that, that is a challenge. Um, and we had a blast. Yeah. Um, I finished third in my age group. He finished rather high up in his area, but a little bit before me. Um, and we thought, how can we take this to the kids of the center? And that's really where it started. I had already had this, the framework. It's really a curriculum of a leadership program that I had put together for my, for my son, really, because he had ADD. Um, and um, it still does. <laughs> and uh uh, and thought, how, how can I mix that in with this? And so it's not like Shantae came to me and said, hey, we need an obstacle course racing team. Yeah. You know, what is an obstacle course racing team, right? It, it doesn't exist. I created it because it's something that I saw as a way to bring something special to these kids uh, and, and give to them a little bit of what I might be able to do. Right. So another parallel track on this is that I 
have coached kids since my kids were young, so baseball and football. And at that time, Jacob, my my oldest son, um, picked a sport that I didn't that I never played and couldn't coach, and I probably intentional. <laughs> so I had to scratch that itch. So right. that helped. That helped there too. Yeah. Um, so is this something as you've, uh, which I, don't, I, I want to dig into the, the center and kind of what the total picture of what they're, they're about, because there's uh, you guys are only one of the successful teams operating out of the center from, from what I've read and seen. Um, but, you know, as you're going out, do you guys have a go-to race you like to do at this point? Is something your bread and butter or you're just kind of all over the place? Like if it's close enough, we'll, we'll go do it? We've... Um, a little bit of both. We've, yeah. we tended to, we, we run a lot of Spartan races. Mm-hmm. So Joe DeSena has done a lot of work with us. Uh, in fact, put a challenge down to us uh, in the middle of COVID. Uh, challenged our guys to do, uh, he told us that if, if we would do, if we could do 4,000 burpees in 24 hours, that he would give us $10,000. Whoever participated in that would, would take some of that. Um, so we, we've got this relationship with Joe and with yeah. Spartan. So we, we lean that direction. Um, we've also got a really strong relationship with GORUCK, uh, right. and, uh, and we'll do events with them and have actually kind of created our own little events that are around GORUCK, which right. is what's pretty cool about GORUCK is if you want to, you know, go test yourself, then go test yourself. Yeah. Um, but outside of those two, uh, we've done, our first race was a Green Beret challenge. Now the driven games put on by Mark Ballas, um, a little bit more of a regional mm-hmm. uh, type thing. Um, that's near and dear to our heart because it was our first one right. in 2017. Um, so other than those three, we don't have anything really that we hang off of, but we'll yeah. run a 5K and bring a center block with chains and a, and a log and do something stupid. Right. Um, I'm sure know. that doesn't get you guys any looks. <laughs> our workouts tend to get us some attention. Yeah. Uh, when we go, you know, we you see a bunch of teenage, bare-chested teenage guys with this middle-aged guy out in front of them, you know, uh, carrying heavy stuff. Like, what are you doing? What are you yeah. training for? So we get a lot of that. So has, has anybody like maybe Spartan Race in particular looked at what you guys are doing and seen it? Because there, you know, there are competitive aspects and competitive categories to a lot of these races now, especially the established uh, series normally have competitive categories where they look and go, maybe we should be doing a team category. Maybe there's something where, you know, you can enter, you know, seven people or a team of 10 and the top five finishers is your combined time and, and make it a thing. Like, are you guys kind of generating any interest around that or they're not seeing the potential for that yet? Not so much as a team. I'll tell you how this came about, right? So so we have, and I have my notebook here, right? I've got, what are we up to now? I think we've got... Dude, I've, I've, like I eyeball your notes like in your social <laughs> media. Like you are a prolific note taker. <laughs> we've got 86 mottos, right? And, and I come up with these a lot of times when I'm just this side of having a heart attack, right? During a workout was when these things come to me. But our first motto came to a, it was, it's... You know, we're the give team, right? Mm-hmm. Our motto is, uh, no matter how little you have, you always have something to give. And that came from the first time I went to the center to meet with Shantae. After I saw her, you know, a couple times with the kids feeding the homeless, mm-hmm. um, I went in to meet with her. And, uh, and she was telling me about New Image. And she said, you know, one of the things we do is once a month, we will serve a warm meal to the community, to people in the community. And the reason we do that is because I want the kids to realize that no matter how little you have, you always have something to give. And that was in 2009. Fast forward to 2016, and I'm on maybe the seventh lap around Lake Eola, again, about to have a heart attack, and it comes to me. We're the give team. 
And so if you don't have money, give time. If you don't have time, give money, you know, give effort. If you're too tired, then give a smile, give a compliment, right. give something, but you always have something to give. And, and we're about building strength and you get strong by giving, not giving to get, but giving for the sake of giving. And right. if you can give from your, from your soul, then you're going to realize the benefits of that, but that's not why you do it. Um, you'll strengthen those around you. And at the same time, you'll strengthen yourself. Um, our second motto, which is, which goes hand in hand and ties back to what you were talking about team. Um, the second motto is life is a team sport draft accordingly. So you get farther together with people than you will on your own. Uh, so find, you know, we all have people that are around us that are part of our team. Some we picked, some we didn't, and some are going to help you get towards your goal, but some won't. And so you have to figure those people out and find a place for them. If they're part of your family, you're not going to be able to kick them off your team. So, but you got to find a place for them. Conversely, go sink, go seek out people who might be able to help you get where you want to go. Um, provide value, add value, and and you know that's how you're going to get to where you want to go faster. You're going to learn along the way. So our team, the way that we've done this as a team is we've aligned with, we've done a lot of work with uh, Operation Enduring Warrior, um, and um, uh, we've we've gone out and run with them quite a bit on these uh, on these races, mm-hmm. and. We've embraced the approach they take going out as a team. Um, Operation Enduring Warrior has a group of, of masked athletes who've gone through an indoctrination, and they'll run these races in masks, um, in uniform and masks. But a lot of them also are missing limbs or somehow dealing with something that they've incurred while serving. Right. And, um, and they're there to help an honoree. And the honoree is somebody who's going through something that they've sustained right right? and it might be in a wheelchair they might you know may may also be missing a limb Uh, but the uh, their objective is to honor empower and motivate and and the idea the common theme that we both have that both organizations have is we don't have any excuses right there really are no excuses if you go out on an obstacle course race you're going to get over that obstacle Right, because you've got a team to help you get over that obstacle, right. or you get over it yourself. Right, if you can get over it yourself, great. But but if you can't, you got people there to help you. Um, so what I've, at, at, that's not how it started though. My my whole idea was exactly what you were hinting at, which is mm-hmm. go win the thing. Right. Um, you know, I played football in through high school, played rugby in college, and you know, and that that's that's the one common thing that I think all adolescent boys have is this incredible urge to go to go win. Right. And um and so one of the things that we're kind of getting back to now is okay, let's encourage that to to go win the race. But once you've crossed that finish line, you come back out and then come back and then finish with us. So we'll, we'll right. finish as a team. Um so you know long way there, short way back, right? You're you know the, the team concept. Yeah is something where you were going is where I was going when I started this thing, mm-hmm. which is how can we make this a team? How can we make it a team thing even right. if it's not? And then it just kind of became a team thing, more of a community building thing while you're out there on the course, which has been an un, there's so many unintended benefits and, mm-hmm. and, and, and results that have come out of this that I didn't, I couldn't have scripted. Um, and that's one of them. Yeah. So. Very cool. Yeah. It's uh, we kind of saw that, uh, even just with the little podcast crew here going and doing the uh, 12 mile star course in Jacksonville back in, in November, we had five, five first timers uh, with us. No, it, so it, it was, I mean, we were there that 
uh, 12 miler was brutal. I mean, it was, we did the 50. Did you really? We tried the 50. Yeah. We tapped out. Yeah. We, well, we're, uh, we did a Chad 1000 X ahead of time. Not our best idea. Yeah, not I heard all, you talk about that. That's yeah, that's, that's bold. Us, not all of us did it. And uh, it's a solid seven idea. I'll say, yeah, it is. That's, <laughs> no, that's exactly right. That's right up our alley. Um, it was it was all ego. The second Emily's like, ah, just do both. Okay, I just big dumb dogs. Okay, uh, so we were smart enough. Like we didn't all do the thousand, right? They're like. They've said all along, you don't have to do the 45 pounds like Chad. You don't have to do the 24-inch box. You don't have to do, you can split up the 1,000. We took advantage of all of those options, right? So we ended up, like, we got into it, and uh, it was such a cool atmosphere. We talked about that some with Jason because it all got moved indoors because the weather was so bad. And it was so cool, and we got caught up. We all did way more steps than we planned on doing. Like, where there was five of us. We were going to knock out 200 steps. We were going to do our Chad 1000. We ended up doing 500 a piece. And we split that up on various size boxes and weights and some with no weight, knowing that we're going to go do 12 miles in this horrible weather after this. Um, Now, I'll say this. I still I wear my Chad 1000X shirt. I still haven't worn my Chad 1000X patch. I'm, you know, maybe it's just me. I'm weird about patches. I haven't earned that patch yet. So when I knock out my other 500 steps, then I'll, I'll rock my patch, but I'll wear the t-shirt. Yeah. Uh, but we, you know, we got out there and some of the, some of the first timers, you know, it's a uh, 12 miles. We made it sound very accessible and it is, but it's, it's tough too it, with weight on your back. When you throw that weather in it. Oh, that way. I mean, if you, 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 you have rain, you, you're okay. If you have cold, you're okay. If you have wind, you're okay. You throw all those three things together. It's a different game yeah. altogether. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And so it's, you know, some, some people struggled more than others. And it was, of course, you know, like I hadn't re weatherproofed my Columbia jacket in forever. I'm like, whatever. I'm soaking wet. I mean, it's 40 degrees. It's good. It's good living. Uh, me and, and Mike Redacted has been on the podcast. The worse it got, the bigger our smiles get, right? <laughs> like we're just ready to, to suffer. Uh, but some of the team, you know, like they need breaks. So it's like, Hey, let, give me, give me your ruck, give me your ruck, whatever. Take, take a, take a break in that, especially when you're, when you're not used to it. And, uh, you know, you learn this going through go ruck events, lead events, right? They're not, it's not a race. It is a, t- mm. it is a team event. Um, and so some of them didn't really understand the team aspect of this, that some of us that had done events go and it really like, they felt like they had failed the team. They weren't carrying their weight. And so just going, no, you don't understand. You don't have a weight. The team has weight, right? And the team's going to move the team's still moving all the weight. And at some point you might catch a second win and you're feeling good. Maybe you'll take somebody's ruck for a little bit, but you don't have a weight. We, we moved the, the team weight, right? And it was, you know, there were some of us that could have, have bumped. We, I mean, we finished with about five minutes to spare. There's a five-hour time hack on that one. We finished with about five minutes, um, which is not what we anticipated. It should, five hours for 12 miles, you ought to, it's a Sunday stroll. You really right. should be able to enjoy yourself. Um, but, and, and any number of us could have kind of bolted and been done, but there was no win in it. Like the wind wasn't crossing the, the finish line. And so that's where you get into what you guys have discovered. I feel like with the give team of you could win the category, but if somebody who came with you or didn't come with you is out on the course and can't finish because no one's there to help them. Uh, that's, that's not a win. Right. Right. Like the, the win is everybody crosses that finish line. Everybody accomplishes uh, their goal. And it's just uh 
it's it's nice to get the trophy, get the ribbon, whatever. Uh, but it's every bit as much a win. It's every bit as satisfying, and maybe even more so when it's like there there were people in our group, even for the little twelve miler. If we weren't working as a team, wouldn't have finished. Certainly wouldn't have finished by the time hack. Right. You know, that's that's you know um, where is it here? Uh, motto forty four: We are stronger together than we are apart. So um, that's I've got a. By the time this drops, we will have a new patch that we will have set for sale at the Sandlock Jacks event. Um, and it's either going to be uh, we are we are stronger together than we are apart, or we have more in common than we have in conflict. But those are common themes here. That that yeah, and that's the beauty of these races and these events is that I don't care if you're red or you're blue. I don't care if you're black, you're white, you're orange, you're yellow, you're green. I don't care. Nobody cares. Yeah. They just care that you get it done because we're in it together to go get it done. And that's something that we desperately need in our society right now yeah. is to remember that we're all in this together. It all ends the same for all of us, right? Yeah. We're all going to die. Um, so, you know, let's make, let's get the best out of what we got now. Yeah. I mean, we, we've talked about it some on here, you know, yeah, no, everybody gets sick of the talking heads and the politics and the right, left and, and whatever. So we don't do it a ton on here. Sometimes, uh, you know, they just lob a softball over the plate and you've got to mock them. <laughs> Sometimes you, you just got to do it. But we've hit on that like, boy, have we lost sight of that. We've got more in like there's more that unites us than divides us. And it's just you. You can't break through the ether. You can't you can't get over the noise of the right. things that divide us. To, to get to those things, it's so it's so tough. Do you listen to Andrew Huberman at all? He's a, a yeah yeah Stanford, yeah Huberman Lab yeah yeah right. He he had something in one of his podcasts that I love. He, he they, back in the '60s when you could we can anesthetize somebody and take their brain, take their skull apart and test their brain. Right? Uh, they tested parts of the brain and to figure out what was the most addictive response that you could stimulate, and it wasn't sexual something sexual it wasn't some kind of intoxication it was uh, mild anger and frustration were the two things that that created a, an addictive reaction yeah and if you think about it that's social media oh yeah um, absolutely and, and that fuels a fire so we were we had breakfast as a team like we, we work out every Saturdays okay right and and uh, seven o'clock or 7 30 Saturdays uh, down in uh, at new image just south of the, of the stadium and this week, we a couple of guys sh couldn't show up, so we fit in a workout on Sunday too. We went to breakfast, and I, and I had a we had two straws, and I put it, I made a little angle, and I said, "So, th this is where society is today." We were talking about race. This is where society is today. Is you get you get people starting at the ends of the angles. You got to start the conversation at the vertex, and where those two where those two points start, because and, but the but that doesn't sell newspapers. That doesn't sell sell TV ads that doesn't that doesn't get people's attention that doesn't drive mild anger and frustration right right so you know that's what people go to that want to sell something those that want to unite need to start where that where everything yeah. has something yeah. to come. there's there's a lot of money to be made on on all sides of of keeping us divided yeah and it's a shame because it it's such a hindrance to, to real progress too in 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 a lot of ways yeah um, but uh so the the center you guys are one little piece of the puzzle so i think they've got uh like an award-winning step team i think yeah yes sir and do they do is it jujitsu or mma or mma yeah so uh, um there's uh, there, there are three locations that are three facilities that we have, right? There's the, the elementary 
group, which is uh, K through five-ish, fifth grade-ish. And then um, fifth through high school is the other. And then the third spot we have is a dance studio. We call it a dance studio, but it's really an open open place where we have uh, a, a, a nationally recognized step dance team um, that started up a little bit after we did. A uh, group of of, um, of girls getting together that have just done a great job of uh, they'll they'll go do certain events they'll get invited to here locally, but they went up and competed in Atlanta a couple of years ago before COVID, right. um, and uh, and and finished nationally, nice. so, which is great. And then the MMA program is uh, put on by uh, Ruben Saldana, uh, and he is um, it's it's awesome to see what he's doing. So he he um, has a has a great story himself. I'm going to butcher it, so I'll stay away from it. But um, but he has a, a, a guns down, gloves up. Um, mentality of right. uh, and has the kids going in and they they do a lot of grappling. There's they're striking below the neck, um, and uh, and it's really cool to see the kids get in and get after it. Um, so um, so yeah, he's he's done some great great work yeah. with the kids. So there's all this fun stuff to do there. There's all this cool stuff to do there. There's all this stuff that's maybe not particularly physically strenuous, and you roll in and you're like, hey, you guys want to get up really really early. <laughs> on the weekend and just carry some really heavy stuff around and do some workouts. You guys want to come do like, how do you get the kids? Dude, I tell you, I, I, I don't know. I mean, because when I was that age, um, I wasn't doing this. Right. Um, so i tell you what happened. Um, we had a really good group of guys who started this out, uh, when we first kicked it off. Um, and, uh, and we would just do it and we would, you know, it, <laughs> I think, I think kids kids start showing up because they get the free breakfasts at the end uh, at first, but but you realize that there's you get something out of working hard, right. uh, and so we we did our first event in 2017. Our first Spartan was in 2018, and we met uh, Earl Granville, uh, who has become has since become a good friend, and. Um, Earl was a sole survivor of a roadside bomb in Afghanistan uh, that took two of his buddies and, and one of his legs. And so um, we show up to the race and he gives us a cinder block with a chain and says, here, run, run with this and just know, you know that, that this represents the burden that we all carry. And to know that at some point that burden will get too heavy and to know that you're not, don't be too proud to rely on your teammate to help you carry it. And so that's cute. We went and run that and we finished the race with it. And then he tells us the, the whole story. And uh, so he came back from Afghanistan. Uh, he was happy to be alive. He was happy to learn how to, how to ski, learn how to play hockey, skate. Uh, and then not long after he came back, uh, his twin brother committed suicide. And that's when he had his real difficulties yeah. in recovery. Um, and, um, and so somewhere along the second recovery, right, because he you know, fell into some bad habits after that and, and, uh, got out to run in a Spartan race and, and had a, had a chain around his neck and saw a cinder block up in the, up in the bushes. And so went up and grabbed it and saw that he was getting attention from that. And that was the birth of Cindy, the cinder block. Um, so he gave us that block after that workout or after that race. And now it's a part of, of nearly every workout we have. Um, so we, we leverage, Earl's story for that cinder block. Um, later that year, we were out 
doing, we were doing some five hour stupid thing and it was, you know, we started at like four o'clock in the morning and it's like six. So the sun's just coming up and we're all rotating weight. So we're running kind of Indian style where the, the guy at the front is carrying the heaviest weight and then it gradually gets lighter and lighter till the very end. And so the guy at front goes for 10 minutes and then we switch weights. So got, you know, move up one, the guy at the front goes all the way to the yeah, back yeah. and carries light weight. So we're switching up weights and there's a log and one of the guys goes, we should carry that. And I'm going to call his bluff. And I'm like, yeah, okay. So I go pick it up and this thing's heavy. It's like 75 pounds. I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, yeah, sure. We'll carry this. And so I start carrying this. This isn't going to last very long. So he taps me on the shoulder. He says, I got it. I'm like, yeah, okay. So, uh, you know, I think maybe, maybe 20 minutes at right. least. Uh, well, a few hours later, the thing's in my front yard. Um, so that's Roger. So we now have a 75 pound log. Uh, and that log represents the choice we have to make. So we get to choose whether that burden that we, that we have to carry is going to break us, because it will break you. That 75-pound log is yeah. brutal. Uh, or you see it as a source of strength, right? because nobody gets stronger by doing the easy stuff. And, uh, and yeah, you're going to still rely on your teammates, because your teammates are going to help you get stronger faster, and you'll yeah. get strong on your own. Um, but, uh, but it's all about getting strong, and, and it's all about embracing the things that we know we're going to have. It, 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 we're all going to have challenges. That's right. the one thing we do have, all have in common is yeah. that we all have challenges to face. Yeah, it's it's funny, you know, sitting here listening to you, go ruck fanboy that I am, right? I'm listening to all these things that sound very go rucky, right? Oh. Like you guys started collecting coupons before you knew what coupons were, right? Um, you know, every, every cadre loves a good coupon, particularly a nice, heavy yeah. uh, log. Uh, but the reality is that it's it's just that um, there's no there's no real magic to go ruck right. It's just they're leveraging what are these universal truths that mm -hmm. are the same universal truths that you've stumbled upon that are the same universal truths that somebody like uh, Jocko stumbles upon with the laws of combat and he'll tell you like I didn't create these things I didn't make them up but it's when when you stop and you and you look around. Uh, right. And you start to look at adversity and challenge from a different mindset when you stop going, woe is me and start to look for the silver lining or look at what can be gained or, or you know, start to leverage it. You start to stumble upon these same these same truths. Right. You start to look for, OK, who who gets through this and succeeds? Who makes it and how do they do it? And you start to see that it's not individuals doing that. Right. And when when they are you you get uh you know you get movies made about you right? right you know what's uh what's the one with the the one pow is it unbreakable angelina jolie made his movie um you know oh yeah yeah uh it's an Louis something right yeah I yeah think yeah unbroken yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i mean you the get POW these you get these real crazy outliers uh right and they you know those are the ones we write poems and songs and books and movies about uh mm -hmm. but for the vast majority it's the people with with the good team. It's the it's the people who are willing to say, "Can you help me carry this?" And dude, I tell you, you go to you go to a neighborhood like Paramore, and and this has been again. I talk about all these unforeseen things. Um, you go to Paramore and you see, yes, you see the faces of lost souls walking the streets, but at the same time, you see a lot of really mad magical stories walking those streets, right? A lot of a lot of grit, a lot of, of yes, struggle, but 
you know, and, and I think a lot of that, because there are a lot of immigrants in, in the in the Paramore community, I think a lot of that is an immigrant mentality of, hey, I'm leaving something and I'm going to something. I don't know what I'm going to, mm-hmm. but I'm going to bring my family and we're going to go make something. Yeah. And and I think there's something about that, right? We're a whole country of immigrants. Um, and uh, um, and that's, that's really, I mean, you know, been very cool for me to see that piece of it to know that, yeah, it is about a mindset, about how you approach that adversity. We, um, um, we have, this is one of the concepts that I came up with. Uh, we were doing a ruck, um, the workout, and we, and we were carrying, a, it was in the middle of summer, so it was brutal, Florida summer. So we were coming back from Lake Eola, and Jeff Bassey, who is now a junior at Morehouse, um, he, uh, at the time, I think he was back for summer, uh, his freshman year, and he was struggling. And uh, he he played line for Jones High School. Um, he's a big guy, and uh, he he has no quit in him. And he's amazing. He's a just amazing person. So he's walking back with the log, and I could tell he's struggling. And I said, "All right," I said, "To the next light." So we go, and he gets to the light. I said, "Okay." So right now, what you're hearing is that baby voice that's telling you you don't think you can do this. So feed the baby. Tell the baby to the next sign now. Don't go to the next light. Go to the next sign. Just feed the baby. So goes to the next sign. I'm like, okay, now now feed the baby. You're going to go to the next sign. Cause, and he's really struggling now. And I said, okay, now don't feed the baby. Kick that baby in the face. Tell it to shut up. you got work to do. Get to the next light. So we're all about feeding the baby, right? Yeah. We, gotta, we have to have a relationship with that voice because we all have that voice yeah. too. So we want to force that conversation, right? Let's force that conversation with that voice and then keep going. Yeah. Um, and that's where the magic happens. And then when you get with a group, so you asked about why people show up, when you do that a couple times around other people who are in the same spot, there's a magic to that that gets you to wake up you know, at you know, at six o'clock, five o'clock in the, in the morning on a weekend. And I tell you what we started to do in the, in, uh, around Christmas time, uh, one of the guys said, Hey, I want to do a little work before school. I'm like, all right, well, that means we got to get going at five o'clock. And, uh, so, okay, let's do it. So we started doing Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, one of our guys moved, uh, relocated his family moved from Paramore to Pine Hills lateral move. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, and I'd, have a, I'd had a tough time getting him engaged for a while. And then finally, now he's very engaged. Jovens is a junior at Evans. And, um, and he, uh, he's, he reaches out to me now to find out, you know, when's the workout and everything. Well, he reaches out to me. It was a Monday night, and I've been busting my butt with work. And, and I'm thinking, okay, i got to get up early tomorrow to go do the workout with the boys. And he says, hey, Mr. Brad, I, I, I want to join tomorrow. And, and I'm thinking, all right, I'm gonna tell, I need to tell him I, I, can't, I can't do that. I mean, it's like you know, 40 minutes round trip, 20 yes. minutes out of the way. I'm like, how am I, you know? And I'm like, no, that's why you're doing this. Right. So, so now we, I pick him up. I get up at 3.30 on Tuesday mornings and I pick him up and we go do the workout. Well, I, you know, even as long as, uh, you know, I, I haven't, I haven't done and completed a ton of go rock events, but I've rocked a lot. Mm-hmm. I've, I've been a fan of rocking for a long time. I, but I, I rarely, if, if ever ruck heavy, you know, like my go-to weight's kind of a, a 30 pound weight. Right. And I've been doing a go rock tribe this year. So, uh, last month, uh, the, uh, the, the rucks for, for the month for tribe were heavy rucks. It was three miles, 
heavier than than what you're used to so like if it's if 30s are normal go 40 45 or 50 well i got 30 pound plates and i got 20 pound plates but i don't have a 45 pound plate i don't have a 10 pound plate so it was 50 and as as much as i've rucked and i've put heavy heavy rucks on my back to go camping you know a two mile hike to 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 camp or something but man you know i throw 30 on and it's there but it's not crazy but three miles under 50, when it's not what you do all the time, I'm texting the guys I'm, I rock with. I'm like, boys, 50 pounds over three miles will teach you something about yourself. That's right. You start to hear that little voice. You start going, is there a, a shortcut between here and my end point? Like, do I really need to get all all three miles and you've got to have a conversation with that voice but that's you know taking it outside of go ruck whatever uh that challenge is for you um you know whatever you know it's good to set some what seem like maybe even unattainable goals it's good to do something like a that might be if you've if you've just been on the couch for the last five years that might just be walking a 5k Right. That's cool, right? Like right. you can scale. That's Just where, move. That's where you're at. Um, that can be, you know, throwing a 75 pound log up up on your shoulders. Um, but it's it's where you start to see where these things that I I thought were impossible at one point, either through work or through teamwork or both, are possible. There's a there's a lesson in that that applies to the other very hard times in life that aren't as tangible. Right. And that there's so much value in that in the in the neighborhood and in the community that you're doing this work in. Right. Where there's plenty of people willing to tell them plenty of people cashing in on telling them you can't get ahead if you want to. Right. Right. Like even if you wanted to, you can't you can't beat the system. Well, bull crap, I've beat a 50 pound ruck with a 75 pound log on top of it. As long as I got a couple of good people with me, good luck to, to the system, right? I keep seeing this, uh, uh, this clip or, and you know, we're, we're a PJ pod, uh, PG podcast here at the Sauce of podcast. So, uh, I'm not, uh, endorsing, uh, Joey, gosh, what's his name? Diaz. Right. Joey Diaz, pretty well known yep, comic, yep. but yep. not not PG. But there's been this clip of him going around lately, right? Of like Just three you, people. You don't need twenty friends, right? <laughs> right. You need three good three, guys. Three you good can people. take over can take over the world. And there's some hyperbole there, but there's there's some truth to it. Uh, too right and it, it goes back to you know your point of we're we're stronger together and you you'll hear that said in this context of you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with right and there's there's data to, to back that up and uh, you know that's about there's a reason it's five because that's about everybody's tight circle you know more people you might have more friends but that inner circle it's about five there's a reason the military fire teams are four or five guys right um and man, if you're the top performer in your five, good luck growing. Right. If if two, three, four out of your five are headed in the wrong direction, you're going with them. It doesn't matter what your intention right. is. Uh, right. But you get the right two, three, four around you, and you can you can really do some things, and and more than you think you can. 
That's right. Um, yeah, we talk about concentric circles, right? The, the like a target, right? So you got the middle of the target, and those you got to keep that. That those that's your that's your family, um, but that's also your tight group, right? Those are the ones that you're gonna go to you're gonna go to battle with. Yeah. Then you got a group outside of that, and those are the ones that that you care about and that you might want to bring into that group, but but you maybe not know enough about them yet. But you want to get to know them and 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 make sure you understand them. And then you got the group outside of that, which is the, those are the people you don't know, or maybe you do know, and you're going to keep them outside. Um, and that's you know, yeah. And 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 how do you make that work? How do you make that play? Um, you know, we we talk about that. Um, you know, every at the beginning of every season, so we have a spring season and a fall season. Excuse me, corresponds with it corresponds with uh, the the school semester, and. The, every at the beginning of every season, each teammate sets two goals: a physical goal and an academic goal. And if you're out of school, it can be a financial goal. And we talk about that. And I, I, this is part of what I taught my son at a very young age. I can help you get almost anything in the world you want. It takes four things: set a goal, make a plan, execute that plan, and overcome challenges. And um, and in and in doing that, you learn that it's not really in the goal that you change yourself and you be, and and that's what you know you it's the journey it it's it's that it's that execution of the plan and overcoming the challenges that that really create your legacy right so it's not just what you do but how you do it and and who you're doing it with so just make sure because when you're i mean this is true in any environment right that 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 there are bad influences mm-hmm. um but the difference between a winter park, which is an affluent suburb of, of, of Orlando uh, and Paramore is um, that the challenges there are, uh, I mean, the, the options uh, are, you know, a lot of them could get you either killed or in jail. And, and so how do we, as I worked with Shantae and I told her, I said, you know, the, 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 the magic of the center is that if you think of a pyramid, you know, the base of the pyramid is that is that new image provides a safe haven, right? It gives the kids the opportunity, the freedom to dream without mm-hmm. having to be in fight or flight mode where they would be on the streets. Right. Um, the next level above that is that we take the kids either outside of that environment or bring people from outside that environment in to influence those dreams. So they see something different than what's immediately around them. Mm-hmm. And the third thing at the top of that pyramid is that we give them the tools to go realize those dreams. So that's new image. The give team is really those second two tiers, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, looking at, 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 at different experiences, right? Going to Jacksonville, going to Vermont, going to, to Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, you know, going to New York city. We did the nine 11 Memorial thing. Um, and, uh, and the top of it is really the tools, right? So a lot of the things that we do there, you know, I talk about it being based on, uh, stoic philosophy, um, and, and a lot of the things I learned playing sports, um, I think that what I, I really respect, I didn't serve in the military, but I have a strong respect for everybody mm-hmm. who, who has and does. And I really like the simplicity of a lot of what's there, right? That it's just, it's just do the job, you yeah. know, and, and do the work. And it's very simple. You just go do the work. Yeah. Um, and so putting that framework together to say, you know, hey, here, go get it. Yeah. Um, we went up to Vermont to do those burpees. Uh, Joe DeSena invited us up to do the burpees at yeah. his uh, farm in Vermont uh, in August of 2020 in the middle of COVID. Um, so God bless his wife. Um, <laughs> and 
So we went up there, and on the way up, one of the guys who's a little bit older, he graduated from high school, um, Rome, uh, he said, I want to talk to Joe, and I want to find out, because Joe's very successful. How, how did he realize, how did he get to be successful? I said, okay, yeah, definitely talk to him. Please talk to him. Mm-hmm. But don't expect a whole lot other than what you might already know which is it takes hard work, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, and it, I'd hate to oversimplify it, but, you know, that's what, and, and right now, this goes to where we get this, the, the, the itch that Goruck scratches, that Spartan scratches, that these obstacle courses, it's the, it's the discomfort. Yeah. And, and it is uh, the, the book Michael Easter wrote, uh, you know, The Comfort Crisis. Mm-hmm. I was so pissed when he wrote that because I'd been saying for a long time that we have a crisis of comfort in our country. <laughs> and I thought, yes. all right, but that's an awesome book and it is exactly spot on. I yeah. mean, that's it. We have a crisis of comfort. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's so easy to do the easy thing. Well, and it's, it's detrimental in ways we're only beginning to understand, right? So you see, like, uh, Huberman hits on stuff like this a lot. You see, like, uh, Rhonda Patrick, if you've heard of mm-hmm. her. We're starting to see all this great science around things like spending time in a sauna, spending time very, very hot, but also getting very, very cold, doing cold showers, Extremes. doing ice baths, right? There's these physiological benefits both. Like we're all, it's almost like we're supposed to be being exposed to extremes of temperature and weather, except for we all spend our time at 72 degrees all the time. If you're a female, maybe 78 degrees, but the rest (laughs) of us, we like it around 71 or 72 and we, you don't experience any of those, those benefits of that, let alone the, the benefits we're talking about of sometimes just being able to, to tough something out, just being able to kind of ride out, you know, just even the most, the, the tiniest inconvenience, the tiniest discomfort uh, without turning into, you know, a whining brat about it. Just be able to still put a smile on your face and go, if it's tolerable, then tolerate it. It's very straight from the Stoics. Can't That's remember right. which one, but if this is tolerable, then tolerate it. Uh, right. And we, and we don't, it's just our food's ready right away and the temperature's right where, where we want it. And uh, you know, the, the beds, uh, you can adjust the softness and the hardness. Uh, you know, the, the music we want is on demand. We, you know, I'm old enough. If I wanted my favorite song, I had to wait for it to come on on the radio, the radio right? Yeah. You know, you're sitting there maybe, waiting to Maybe pre- even call and ask for them to play it. <laughs> yeah, you're, and you're still missing the first four bars, right? Um you know, and so it's, we can tell Siri what we want to hear to play. And for that, you know, I, we do a lot of tech here on Sunstone Podcast. I could tell Siri what temperature I want the, the house to be. We could cool it down right now uh, if we wanted to. But it's, uh, and there's, it's, and there's not anything that's inherently wrong in all of that. It's when you exist in all of that 100% of the time. It's the, it's the, the extreme, it's the extremes that we're feeling right now because on one end, it's never been better. We know more than we've ever known before about the things you're talking about, right? And and we we talk about a couple of the you know we try to get a handle on some of the, uh, on on sleep, nutrition, movement, and breathing, right? So those are the four element areas that we'll talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and as we focus on that, there's so much that we know now that we didn't. There was no Wim Hof 20 years ago. I mean, those things that he's bringing to light though are centuries old, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, same thing with nutrition. I mean, you know, okay, the paleo diet. Well, that's been around for a little while, yeah. right? Um, and so you 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 have that. But at the same time, we've got the other extreme, which is, 
you know, what's the problem that we're solving, right? With the give team, what is it? It's that we have a higher than, than, than acceptable levels of obesity, depression, anxiety, suicide, abuse, you know, substance abuse, all these things that are, that are within our control. Um, it's a book uh, called Spark, and I can't remember the subtitle. It's, uh, I think it's the, the, the exciting new science um, c- connecting the exercise in the brain mm-hmm. and the impact of movement on, on things that are plaguing our country right now. Um, and, uh, and those are things that are within our control, but we have to do them on purpose, right? My, my grandfather passed away last summer at 103 years old, and he was, he was sharp as a tack to the day he died. Um, I was blessed to spend uh, most of last summer with him. Um, and, and we spent a lot of time talking about this. He was born in 1919. And when he grew up, you worked hard, not because it was hard work, but because it's, it's what you had to do. Mm-hmm. If you either did it or you didn't survive. He developed a really strong relationship with death at a young age. When he was 22, um, he enlisted in the Navy uh, in July of 1941 to become an aviator, naval aviator. Um, and we all know what happened to December 7th of that year. And he was convinced he was going to die. That's why he wanted to be a naviator. He, he figured he wanted to die fast. And, you know, if he was in a plane, he'd be a quick pigeon. That's a solid plan. Yeah, I mean, hey, I don't want to die slow. Let me take me down fast. And my grandmother, when she was alive with deadpan, you know, I'm still waiting, (laughs) you know. So, um, but, but. I didn't realize this until last summer that, that, that is, that's where he developed his strength and his ability to deal with life is having that relationship with death and um, not to go deep and dark on it, but, but I mean, those are things. So that hard work and, and that, that knowing that death is, is, is around us, you know, that's something that, that I think was a little bit more normal back then. Yeah. And it just isn't today. Well, and you know, I've seen, I don't know if this counts as, as one of the mottos, but I see you guys posting, I think you've even got a patch for it. This is not hard. Yeah. Right. And it's, uh, you know, I don't know, and you can break down the application of where, how that one came about, but it's such an advantage. You know, look at these, these young men that you're working with and you look at, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're doing, you know, your, uh, give team by night and, and businessman by day, right. Or by weekend. And, uh, you know, but so you see what the workplace is like these days. You see what the workforce is like these days. There's not a lot of grit there. You can yeah. find it, but there's not, you know, it's, uh, you know, safe spaces and my feelings count. And, you know, there's not a lot of I'm going to I'm going to be here early and get my workstation ready to go so that when the whistle blows, I'm ready to work because I'm going to I'm going to work hard, uh, you know. And so to have somebody the age of the kids you're working with show up to an employer and that employer throw the hardest day of work possible at that place at them. Right. I remember uh, I worked at Chick-fil-A once upon a time. Who didn't? And, uh, you know, we would have these little competitions, which was probably a, a workman's comp hazard of uh, like we knew the boxes of frozen chicken. I think there were 36 pounds a piece. So we would do the math. Right. We'd see how much we could get on the hand truck and pull up the little hill from where we were unloading the truck up into the back of the store. And I'm just envisioning envision in envisioning so many so many kids. Right. Like. Your guys go and work someplace like that. They get a job at a, you know, a Chick-fil-A or even, a, you know, a Walmart stocking or, you know, whatever it is that uh, if kids can still get jobs these days because the minimum wage is so high. But, you know, all their peers are around them. And when the work gets hard, they're going to whine or they're going to slow down. And your guys are sitting there going, this is not hard. 
Right. Right. And it's such an advantage. Yeah. That, that, you know, it's, it's very rewarding to me that, let me back up. This is not about me, right? That's what makes this magic. In fact, you won't see me in, you'll see me in a couple of the pictures, but you won't see me in hardly any of them. I'll, I'll take a lot of them. And I take almost all of them. And every now and then someone will say, oh, why don't you get in there? No, no, no. Because it's not about me. It's about them. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm blessed to be able to tell their story. Um, and I tell it through a, through a picture or a video on Instagram and through whatever time I put in the caption. Um, this is not hard. Uh, came about uh, because of a, something that's going to defy your perception a bit, right? Because these are teenage boys. Mm-hmm. Um, we uh, started out with a gear list that was rather strict uh, and went to pick everybody up at four o'clock in the morning on a Saturday morning. I think it was. Yes. Saturday morning. And I had everybody bring everything out in their bag and I went to the gear list. I told them ahead of time. I said, you bring what's on the gear list, nothing more. Um, but you got to make sure you have everything. If you don't have, if you can't get something, let me know. So, because that's another thing, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I can't expect these guys to have everything. That wasn't a lot. In fact, it was minimal, right? That was part of the challenge. Uh, so, Everybody came out. We dumped the bags, went through the stuff. Um, and there was a lot of whining, or not whining so much, but not happiness about me saying, no, nah, you got to take these three pair of underwear back and this other stuff, right? You know, two pair, this, this, right? And we're there for a week. So that was the first thing. The second thing was once we got up there, took the phones, no, no phones. And the reaction was um, typical... 2020 teenage reaction. Okay, right? Okay. Um, I'm a parent. That I, I get it. Um, I've been a kid. I get it. Um, but then it lasted a little longer than we expected. And when we were at DeSena's place, right? He, again, opened his home to us. And we had, uh, we had four people who took time out of their lives. So the beauty of this, we're up there for almost a week. And they... I had to work because I had just taken time off. So I was working in DeSena's office, but they were have, doing survival skills and other really cool things in the mountains of Vermont. That, awesome. Yeah, yeah, very, very cool. Um, and the, the second morning, I think it was the second morning, we went up to the mountain in the back of DeSena's place. And, uh, and Erica Walker, who is awesome. I love her. She's a, she's a veteran. Her, her husband's a veteran. And, um, and has gone through some stuff in, in, uh, in, in, in combat. And she had enough because she was really the, the spearhead around all this and had done a lot to organize it. And she loves the guy. She's, she knows us really well. Yeah. And she went off and the, she went off on how, what they deal with is hard, but this is not hard. She went off on the things that she's had to deal with. And, you know, and talks went down that path and said, this is not hard. So that was the refrain, right? That was the chorus to the song that she was singing mm-hmm. it with, with emphasis and exclamation point and things that we've never heard her say things this way. So the guys were like all dialed in. I was like, that. and it was an attitude adjustment Yeah, from that flip the switch. And so from that point forward, all right, this is not hard. That's awesome. Um, so. Yeah, I needed this. It's not hard patch now. One hundred percent. That's gonna. That's Should gonna have brought one for you. I've got no, no, no. I'm, I'm happy to, <laughs> happy to carry my own weight figuratively and uh, literally. So, um, so what? How many are on the team now? So it varies. Um, right now, we have. This is an interesting dynamic we have. So right now, we have about ten. 
Um, we can we get, have as many as 15. Mm-hmm. Um, I go to the center every Friday to see who's going to show up to, to practice or to, to the workout. And, um, you know, everybody's 5 p.m. voice is different than the 5 a.m. voice. So not everybody shows up that says they want to. And that's fine. Um, you know, you got to want it. Um, but if you tell me that you're in and you and I know your address and you don't answer your phone, I'm going to knock on the door. Um, in Paramore. In Paramore. Yes, sir. Um, it's a bold move, Cotton. <laughs> I will say there are a few doors I won't knock on, but um, but no, that's that's hey. If you tell me yeah. you're in, then 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 we're gonna do it. I mean, um, you know, we're an audio only podcast, but uh, suffice it to say for the listeners, you do not blend in in Paramore. <laughs> no, um, uh, no, uh, and it's it, and you know what? I was talking to the guys about this too. We we were having this breakfast yesterday, and. Um, and we talk about we haven't talked about race since George Floyd. Yeah. Um, and and but we talked about it yesterday at breakfast, and that's good and bad, right? It, I mean, it's good. I have this really strong. These are my kids. These are these are you know. I see that I spend more time with them than I do with my own kids, to be honest, because my kids are pretty much grown, and yeah, my daughter's getting ready to go to college. Um, but you know, it, it, I don't think about it because we're always together. At the same time, you know, it's important for me. I need to, I mean, I respect, I appreciate that, that there are challenges that they face that I never had to face because of race mm-hmm. growing up, right? I mean, I grew up in the suburbs. I grew up very, very fortunate with a father who, who did well. Well, you know, didn't graduate from college, but did very well professionally. And so we lived really well, yeah. suburbs, um, like the high school in Connecticut, right? So that paints a picture right. of, you know, an image. It's not paramount. Yeah. Um, so, uh, but I've become quite comfortable at the same time also, and less aware than when I first started going down at the same time, I know that there are places I need to be aware. Um, cause that's just stupid to not, you know, yeah. um, and, um, um, so yeah, it's, it's been, a it's been a great experience. And I think coming from me, right. I talk about how everything we do is focused on the kids and telling their story. I don't, every now and then I take a step back and think about my part of it. One of the goals that I have for the give team is to have this in other communities. Right. And I've talked to, I talked to Jason and Emily a little bit about this too. Um, and at a real high level and, and, and the challenge is who do you find to fill my shoes? My thinking is, I've coached little league. There are little league coaches that do a great job that could very easily do what I do. I have the framework, you know, that's the, you know, you know, you, you would have to bring in your own personality and yeah. you would have the personality of the kids that you're, that you're getting mm-hmm. that are going to be unique. It would be a different experience, but it's something that could be, that could be done. Um, and going into, and it doesn't, and, and it doesn't have to be a high poverty area. Let's be clear right. because the, the issues that our kids are facing today, it just happens that there's a, maybe a, a greater, level of challenge in a, in a community like Paramore for the kids that are there. Right. Um, you know, there's, I think a lot of value in doing something like this, regardless of what community yeah. you're growing up in. Um, so anyway, I forgot what the path I was heading down with that, but, um, that's how we do things here on the South Seven podcast. <laughs> you don't have to remember. It's the beauty of it. Um, but yeah, no. So, uh, you know, um, it, it's, it's given, well, and like, so how has that dynamic changed over time, right? Because I assume, right, you know, when you when you first show up to, uh, you know, new image, 
uh, you look every bit the Midwest Iowa corn-fed white boy, right? So, yeah. you know, it, uh, I, what was that experience? Like, I assume it took some time, and, and I've seen this, right? Like, my background um, professionally is actually in youth ministry, not as a pastor. I'm, I'm a behind-the-scenes kind of guy. Like, I like to administrate. I like to run events. Like, God help me, I like logistics and a nice spreadsheet. Uh, right. But so you see that background, right. Of, uh, you know, the, the, the cliche is, um, you know, they don't care how much, you know, till they know how much you care. Right. Unless mm-hmm. there, you cannot lead without relationship. Mm-hmm. Right. So is the, is the, is the vibe there? And of course, new image has been established for a long time. Right. right. So they've got a, a rep there with, even with their kids and their participants before you show up and get involved and walked in. So did, do you get immediate trust and buy-in because it's new image or did you have to earn that? And what was that like? You know, is it? Yeah, I have it now, right? Yeah. Because because I'm there. And right. I, every Friday I'm in there. And it's really cool. I mean, I can I could be pulling a, a 60, 80-hour week. But I will leave at 4 o'clock to go down and spend the, the later afternoon with the kids. Yeah. Uh, and the little ones are the ones that come, you know, that, that come running and give you big hugs. And, and that's really cool. Uh, at first, it was... Um, I felt, yes, a need to earn, right? Because I didn't, be, let's be honest, I didn't, I kind of knew what I was doing, right? I didn't have a relationship with Go Rock. I didn't have a relationship with, with Spartan. I had an idea. Mm-hmm. And I just, just like those, the workouts, I just figured it out. I just did it. And did something, again, I gave to give. I didn't give to get. Mm-hmm. I, I, I went in and I think that, the, I think... You know, I don't know. We should bring the guys on and ask them this, but I think that they saw that, right? They felt that, and then you know, you get one of the kids that uh, whose parents are from Haiti, and and there's an issue with them possibly getting kicked out of the magnet program at the high school they're going to, and and instead of graduating from Boone, they were going to have to maybe finish out the last six months at Jones or Oak Ridge. Um, well, okay, so I'm there, parent-teacher conference to to talk with the teacher. And the parents, the parents are there too, because it's a very strong family, mm-hmm. but they just don't speak good English um, or don't speak English well. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, uh, and then another, another kid, the, the, first, the first kid that I met that I got to know, um, the only kid who uh, has had issues with the law before getting out of the, of the program, um, he fell into the wrong crowd, uh, and I. He ended up getting arrested, and he was uh, he was behind bars and um, awaiting trial. And I would go in and see him every week, and we would talk, and we would talk about you know getting involved in the give team because he was never really a part of the give team. This is before the give team, right. and I got to know him. So we talked about getting involved, and I would buy him. I was going to go broke buying him books. He was reading like crazy. Um, he ended up um, getting out because I testified. The, the judge didn't want to didn't want to put him put him behind, or wanted to, didn't want to let him out. Right. And so um, I testified for him about what we were doing, um, and so ended up getting out on probation. And I think kids see that right, and they know yeah. that that's and and it and it and it's and then we spend time. You know, I don't know if you played sports in high school, but you go on these trips, right? I mean, you know. Uh, you drive to New York City, you know, you're going to get to know the kids a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, again, long-winded answer to your question, but that that I, I that's how it was earned is just by diving in 
and and then creating that. And I would think if I, you know, I don't know. I mean, you know, if if this were to go to another community, um, I would like to think that they would get the benefit of knowing that there's something, right? Where I jumped into it and there was nothing. Yeah. Um, there's something there. Now the dynamic, because I did have a sheriff up in Charlotte who was interested in doing this, got caught up in the red tape of the the bureaucracy. I mean, I have the freedom of doing whatever I want because I'm yeah. not tied to that. But um, the challenge he had was he wanted to work with kids that were in the system that want didn't want to be a part of the system anymore, right? Yeah. Well-intended kids that had a bad past. And I told him, I said, the challenge you're going to have is that you're going to have a really eclectic group of kids that are going to have a whole bunch of different backgrounds. You don't know where they came from. Mm -hmm. The benefit that I have is that I kind of know how these kids grew up because they're growing up in the structure of what Shantae's created. Right. So I get the benefit of all the hard work really that she's put in and the families, right? I mean, because we need to watch out for that stereotype of broken homes and paramour. Right. Right. There, there are that, there is that, right. Let's not ignore it and not deny it. But at the same time, there are also some incredible, incredibly strong families in, in, in paramour. Right. Um, so, um, so yeah, that's, you know, it, it, it's, it's different. It's very different going to your point. It's different now than it was when I started yeah. in, in a big way. So, you know, I, kind of we've covered, you know, your day in, day out goals, what you're trying to achieve, what you're trying to, to teach and show them. But what's what's big picture goals for you? Like you you've got a kid that comes in and, and starts showing up to workouts and does the give team like by the time they're kind of through and maybe moving on to something else. What what's your goal for them? there? like, what do you like? like yeah, that's what's a good a, question. What's a win for you. Yeah. You know? So I um, two of the guys who started. Uh, with me when we first started, graduated a couple years ago. I mentioned Jeff Bassey, the other is Paul Jaquette. And, um, and I told both of them as they graduated, I said, you know what, if, if you leave here and it's the end of what the give team is, then I haven't done my job. Um, so I hope that you carry these things with you. The things that I bring are the things I learned on a football field in in Connecticut and in Washington state. I went to the first two years of high school in Washington. Um, so I learned those things on a field and I know that, and I, you know, again, not a visual environment we're yeah, in right yeah. now, but I'm not the biggest specimen. Right. But I was all state in high school and football. And I took a lot of the things that I learned on the field to business. And that's, and that's what a lot of this program is. These are the things that I learned you know, it's through just hard work. And, um, and that's the, that's success, right? When it, and, and the other success is hearing the kids parrot back the things that we talk about, right. And, and to know that they're able to articulate it. They, they already, we already, we're animals, right? We have, this is in us, in all of us. Um, but to hear them tell me, what they feel and it's either a variation or exactly what we've been talking about then then that's that's good stuff uh, how much do you see or do you see kind of what you guys are doing carry carry over into home life and kind of spill over into the family like coming from that's a great question like the youth ministry side that's always one of the, yeah. mo the most rewarding things right where we'd see kids kind of be the gateway into a family right like the uh, the church that i worked at and i'm, I'm still involved there had a, a really healthy really big really really thriving awesome youth ministry and so you'd get a lot of kids that you know they they weren't church kids you know it's not that the kids didn't go the families didn't go maybe ever right then grow up in it 
and a kid in common, they'd experience something and they experience something real. Right. And they, they take that home. And a lot of times to not great home situations right. to maybe that's a, a broken home and that's one thing, but uh, you know, a lot of homes that, that look unbroken, there's still the, you know, right. those issues there. Right. And, Everybody has a challenge. And they take that home and the parents see a difference in their kid. May, maybe the parents are trying hard and, and doing their best. And it's just kids, they're little humans, right? They've just, there's all these little issues, right? There's all these little intricacies. And maybe they see things start to click with their kid. The next thing you know, maybe mom and dad come to see something they're involved in. Or maybe they, they come to any, right, with Super Bowls coming up, right? That's that's part of why this week was so tough for, for Josh, right? Still being on staff at the church. Super Bowl Sunday is coming, right? There's Easter rehearsals and everything, right? So maybe they come to that. Next thing you know, you've got this, this, fam- this family that's involved, right? And they're, from our standpoint, right, they're, they're doing better spiritually and they're plugged in and they're experiencing God in a real way. But you're seeing healing in the whole family and the kids are the gateway, Right. Where a lot of times you'd think it'd be the other way around. Right. Like maybe mom or dad gets plugged in or they moved to a new city and you pick a church. And we saw the reverse. Uh, not always, not exclusively, but a lot. And I would assume you're kind of seeing the same thing uh, with the work that you're doing. Yeah. And let's take I mentioned Paul um, and Paul's parents are are wonderful people. And um, they they were they're very protective, very protective parents. Uh, and I remember our first event, maybe our first two, um, there was a little bit of, uh, le- you know, legitimate and understandable, understandable questioning. Yeah. What are you having me sign? Cause I had waivers and stuff, you know, what is this? And, and which you would expect. Um, but also some question, I think about whether or not, you know, should we be sending our son to go to, to the South Georgia, you know, and, uh, and, and a 180 on that to the point now where their daughter, uh, Paul's younger sister, is a freshman and she's now participating on the team, which is really cool. It's really yeah. cool for me to get girls on the team too. I, I looked at this as a, as a varsity like experience, you know, primarily for boys. Yeah. Just because, you know, I get that. I, I, you know, I know that growing up. Um, but seeing some of the girls that have embraced this too has been, has been really cool. Yeah. Um, that's been a neat, a neat byproduct of this too. But the parents, the, the, I want to get parents to come to workouts. So this yeah. is the thing, right? Anybody that's listening, um, we welcome guest coaches, right? So any any workout, come join us. And you don't have to do the workout. You can. We encourage it. Um, you, you know, if you're qualified, you can lead it. Um, you know, let's talk about what our goals are and all that. But but the only requirement for a guest coach is to come and share a story of overcoming a challenge. Um, so we've had a Vietnam vet come in and tell stories didn't participate in the workout but but the idea of the workout is um we tailor it especially on saturdays because we're getting a lot of i mentioned the dynamic changing we're getting a lot of younger guys uh we you know again intended to be more of a high school post high school thing but we're getting a lot of middle school uh, elementary school kids who are who are seeing what their big brothers or sisters are doing and they want to come join so that means i need to tailor it back a little bit so you know 75 pound log still goes out in fact we've had a third grader you know want to try it well okay you know two guys holding on to it and you know but but then then before long he's actually carrying the thing um but i want to get parents i'd love to get parents to come out and join because it's this is we had somebody come out to a workout and it was one of those hot florida days and and a struggle and uh we were on our way back and guy made the comment you know this isn't for everybody like, no, 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 this is for everybody, but just not everybody wants to do it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you tailor it. 
Well, and then it seems, you know, again, a lot of what I'm, I know about what you do is come from your social media and from, from the website and stuff like that. But I've seen you guys do like service components built in, like maybe you're, you're out on a rock or maybe you're out for a workout, but you're also, you know, Orlando, what metro area doesn't has, you know, especially on that side of town, just a, a large homeless population. Yeah. Right. And I've seen you guys out. Uh, you know, you've got the rucks and you're, you know, you're pulling cliff bars out of them or whatever. And so there's yep. a service component you're, you're giving right as you're the, you're the give team, right? So it's not just, we're out carrying weight. It's not just, we're out getting stronger. It's not just, we're out supporting each other, but there's still this community aspect and this giving aspect, even in that workout. Is that standard for, for the weekend workout? Is that always a, a component of it? Or is that a sometimes thing? Yeah. Some, a sometimes thing that we're making more regular. And the reason is the mission of the team is to build a strong community. And if we're going to bring, build a strong community, we got to start by making ourselves strong. Cause you can't help other people if you're, if you're weak um, at the same time, we got to do something to live up to that. Right. And this is something that we started. We actually started it during COVID when, uh, I don't know. I mean, it seems like a million years ago, but there was the, all the, the fear and the chaos and everything was being locked down and we were getting out and doing workouts and, and I remember this, this overwhelming sense I had for first responders and feeling like, oh my God, you know, these are, you know, we're being told, oh, stay home, stay home, stay home, but they got to go out and be in the middle of it. Yeah. So we went to um, Orlando Meats, a local butcher, which uh, there's a plug for them. I love um, Orlando yes, Meats. Yes, they're beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Um, so their breakfast sandwich, second to none, if oh, you haven't yeah. had it. So um, so I ended up, we ended up buying, I think it was like 15 of those sandwiches, and we took them down to uh, one of our uh, advisory board members uh, is a part of Orange County Fire. So we went and took him to his state. He wasn't there that day, unfortunately. Um uh, he got mad at me for not coordinating that a little bit better, maybe. But <laughs> but we served breakfast, and when the kids made the news, that's awesome. Um, and uh, so yeah, so it started with that, and then and then yeah, the, the, let's you know, especially around the stadium, soccer stadium. The north yeah. of the stadium is the coalition for the homeless, so there's mm-hmm. a lot of homeless there. Um, but then yeah, you walk around that stadium, and there's a lot of people just hanging out, sleeping, and and all that. So yeah, um, and we invite them to come do the workouts. You know, I mean, you know, we haven't anybody show up yet, but you know, who knows? Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. But, uh, but yeah, no, it, it's, it, you know, again, building on Shantae's comment of, you know, hey, you know, that, that you always have something to give, that, that builds the confidence, that builds strength, that, that's a, a really powerful thing. Yeah. Um, which is why it kind of flashed back and hit me upside the head when, when, when we were working out that that has to be our name. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Now I, you know, looking at it from the from the practical side, just where my brain goes, right? Like I'm, like I said, I'm a logistics guy. I'm a processes guy. Um, you know, I've I've done some mud races. I've done some go ruck events. Um, what you do is not cheap. No. <laughs> uh, so, you know, so maybe what are some of the the not so obvious challenges to what you guys are doing, right? Like you, a, a workout can be done cheaply, right? Mm-hmm. You can you can have a cinder block and some chain. We've learned from you, the veterans we work with, you don't even need all four limbs. Yeah. So <laughs> right, you you can get it done, but you can also you can spend a lot of money on those things, right? And if yeah. you know anybody who hasn't ever gone out and done a, a savage race, a Spartan race, you know any any of them, right? Even local mud runs, people will throw together a little ones 
there's a registration fee involved. Or if you're somebody who's looked up some of the GORUCK events we've promoted, right? You're you're paying to go and do that, right? It costs them to do it. Um, GORUCK doesn't exist if there if there's no income. And, you know, we've learned pretty much none of that's coming from the events, but there's still uh, fees associated there. If you've clicked our affiliate link and looked at RUCKS, they're not giving them away. Right. Uh, right. So kind of, you know, what are maybe some of the unseen challenges and what do you guys, what do you guys do to meet those? What, what helps in those areas? Yeah. So the, on the financial side, um, a couple of the big expenses are weekend breakfasts. Cause I have a thing. If I'm going to break it down, I want to build you up because I don't know what they're going to go back and eat and again with, you know, one of the, the central tenets, you know, the, the, the things we focus on, right. Sleep, nutrition, movement, and breathing and nutrition, you know, let's, let's feed you. Um, so that can be 110, 120 bucks a week. Um, and then, uh, those mud runs, those, these events, or even the workouts, you know, carrying heavy stuff for long distances, you, shoes take a beating. Mm-hmm. So, um, it's funny. We, our first year we had somebody donate a ton of shoes. I'm like, Oh, this is so cool. These brand new Merrill's trail shoes and yeah. also street shoes. And then six months later, I'm like, you know, we need shoes again. What's going on with that? So, um, and then we've had some kids show up that, that are only have jeans. Right. So, um, so we have Adam Taylor, who's a, a, a baseball coach at Wintermere prep, uh, and on my advisory board also, um, has started this the gear closet. So we take donations and we'll resupply our gear closet to make sure that we always have something for kids who need it. Now, I know, I mean, just being around like uh, high school athletic programs and stuff, like there's, you know, Under Armour, Nike, mm-hmm. Reebok, they all have these programs, right, where they're they're throwing gear at their preferred schools. You know, a lot of times these are schools with tons of means. Are, are any companies like that stepping up to help with gear for, for programs like yours? We've had, well, GORUCK has been huge, yes. right? So let's start there. Um, <clears throat> this started year of COVID, um, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, Andy Copeland, who lives in Indianapolis, I've never met him, but we connected on Instagram. And I think it was in February, he sent a couple things. I didn't know what it was. And it wasn't, it wasn't until, because everything shut down, it wasn't until Memorial Day weekend that I was able to get in and get it. And it was a rock uh, and a sandbag. And so, you know, true Instagram fashion, I took a picture of it, posted it on Instagram and Emily saw it. And so she reached out to me and they've, you hinted at, or you, you pointed it out. The things we focus on are the exact same things that GORUCK really focuses on, right? Mm-hmm. And Spartan as well, right? It, it's, you know, these themes are common about building community, about, you know, about strength, about, you know, about endurance, about, you know, just suck it up and get it done. Right. That that's the common threads and, and really dialing into that community aspect. And so they did a fundraiser, uh, one team, one fight in June of that year, they did a, they sold t-shirts, uh, and patches. And I thought that that's great if they could raise, you know, a few mm-hmm. bucks for us. We, we have a website. We sell shirts on Shopify. We don't make a lot of money on it. It's like, you know, what I'm wearing right now, We I think I made like two bucks on this, right? right? right. Um, more of a, a, a giving you the ability to wear what the cool kids wear versus right. us making money on it. And, uh, and they ended up raising a lot of money for us. I've got a deal with Shantae that anything over $1,000, unless it's somebody, something that somebody specifically is donating for a cause, like a, like a specific event, like right. if we're going up to Vermont or New York or something, 
But if it's just a general donation, it goes to the center. That's where the magic happens. Yeah. That's where the real expenses are. And um, and so, you know, but if there is some, you know, these events, right? We got a rental van, we got gas, we got lodging. Um, we've been doing a good job of finding, you know, friends that will house us mm-hmm. uh, during some of these things. But a lot of times that's an expense. And then food. Uh, teenage boys are bottomless pits. So um, that, that's not a, that's not a small thing. Uh, we take that, we take, we, we get, we have donation angels, as I call them, um, in social media. The positive part about social media is that we have developed this incredibly strong following around the world. Uh, we learned in go, uh, going to, to New York City, we did a thing in Selma uh, that Emily kind of suggested uh, or, or did, really, it was a year ago, um, uh, a, a challenge out to the Go Rock community to, to ruck 54 miles over the month of March. And um, one of the guys, I took that back and said, hey, they're going to do this and the proceeds are going to come to us. And Smith, who's a senior, going to graduate this year, said, uh, we should do that. 54 miles represents the distance between Selma to Montgomery, the the march that Martin Luther King led in 1965 for mm-hmm. the voting rights. And Smith said, we should we should do that. And I said, well, we're not trained to do it. And he said, well, those marchers weren't trained. I thought, oh, no. Because <laughs> that's the other thing, is that I do everything they do. Yeah. Right? So that means now I've got to go do 54 miles. And yeah. sure enough, we went and we rocked from Selma to Montgomery. What took those marchers five days and four nights, we did in 27 and a half hours. Um, but that took time and money, right? Yeah. So, and gear, right? So when you... We're good with rocks, thanks to, to Jason and yeah, Emily, right? Awesome. Um, we've got gear. Um, you know, we're getting ready to do a, our, get our, get our own weight. I'm going to make that a challenge for the guys. I have this this concept of stacking bricks, so we're going to go to Lowe's and pick up a bunch of bricks and duct tape them, and those are going to go in rocks. Um, but that's that. Those are the those are the expenses. Really, yeah. it's the events, it's the travel. Ideally, I'd love to go to like. California or, or take these kids somewhere that's really far away, right. you know, or maybe even we talked about Iceland to go to do a Spartan race in Iceland. Yeah. Um, after the kids saw what it's like to be cold, they kind of, oh, maybe not that, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but yeah, those are, those are the things that, that visions that I have that once we, once we, and that this is the thing, once we define the need, the community has stepped up. Yeah. That's, that's something I'm really impressed with. Right, so this this the, the Selma trip, um, I was kind of dragging my feet on that because it came up so fast. Um, and uh, my wife said, "You know, you, you're going to fundraise for that." And in other words, you know, we're not going to pay for this, are we? Because <laughs> we, right, we fund, yeah, we fund yeah. a lot of this stuff. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, this one I should probably raise money for. And we raised our we raised our we covered our expenses in like eight hours. So through a, a site, so we have we have. Um, we don't have much of a, a bank account right now for the Sandlot Jacks thing. So right. I'm, gonna, I'm getting ready to spark something up on, uh, on social media. And so it's not a big thing, but, um, but I'm sure that'll, that'll be a not, not yeah. no problem. So, well, the, then the, one of the, the bigger challenges here recently, which, you know, I alluded to earlier of how, you know, as long as I've been in, in central Florida, new, new image youth center wasn't really on my, my radar, you know, until starting to hear about, the give team through go ruck. Yep. Uh, but then here recently, a, a lot of central Florida has become aware of new image youth center. Um, Cause you guys are, are losing uh, maybe not your whole home, but, but part of your home here, right? We've right. talked about being uh, 
located right next to the new stadium, a lot of new development downtown. And those things are always bittersweet, right? You know, they, they can bring jobs, they can, uh, you know, help to, to, to clean up areas, but, uh, it also raises property values, right? right? And also, you know, rent that was one price all of a sudden isn't, isn't that price anymore. And I mean, you guys Zoning. are on, you That's guys the big are thing on with prime us. real yeah. estate, uh, down there, kind of, you know, but kind of catty corner between uh, the Amway center they're, they've just cleared a, cleared a big area. They're spending millions upon millions to do an entertainment district down there, uh, you know, filling in that gap between Have you that. been up to Creative Village north of the stadium? Mm-mm. Oh, man. I I hadn't either. Yeah. And then I drove through it here like about a month or two ago. And it's beautiful yeah. with the, you know with UCF and Valencia coming uh-huh. down there. So yeah, no, it's changing. Yeah, our that, normal mo when we were when we we've we've since let our it's it's a whole other conversation. Once the ownership changed at the team, the vibe and the respect changed. And I mean, we were hardcore supporters for a long time when uh, when they first went to MLS and launched the women's team. Uh, just in my little family, we own, we had four tickets for the men, four season tickets for the men's team and two for, for the women's. And, uh, we've since let them lapse. Like it's just, they started to feel entitled to our money, but our normal MO, we parked at the the lot right next to city hall. And then we'd, we'd kind of walk over past, past Amway, mm-hmm. uh, and down church down there to the, uh, the Orlando city stadium. It's supposed to be Exploria, but I think that's a stupid name. Yeah. Just so like it's always going to be a citrus bowl Orla- for me too. Yes, so. Orlando city stadium. <laughs> yeah. Actually, next time you guys are rocking by the stadium, there's a, a big glass window there and there's banners with a bunch of names on it. Uh, you'll be able to find my name and my wife's name on there. So nice. we were inaugural season ticket holders and stuff, but the you know the game day experience just degraded and they weren't appreciating the fans and it was a lot of money not to appreciate so we we engage that money elsewhere now i'm going to lean into this so um yes we're losing one of the three facilities the facility that we use a little bit we use it to store some of our stuff but also akeem uses it to to work with the kids during the week to for fitness and getting them you know obstacle course ready he'll make little obstacle courses in there um, that's also where Coach Rubin has the MMA team and then where the step dance team is. And we're losing that. Um, in fact, um, April 14th, I think we got to be out. So, gosh, man. Um, so, yeah, so that's going away. Um, we've known, right, when the stadium was built, it's zoned, it's not zoned for the use that we have for it. So we knew that we've had to move. Um, and so that just kind of amped up the urgency. So yeah. we're, we're looking. Um, and it's, I mean, everybody's really proud of their property right now. Yeah. So, um, so we're, you know, it's a challenge. Um, uh, and the reason I'm going to say it, right. The reason that we're needing to move is because of this, the, the, the soccer team. Um, the original owners were incredibly supportive, mm-hmm. um, very engaged, um, you know, selfishly, they, probably could have been more engaged right and we i i thought hey while they're building this thing you got the you got the trucks out you're building stuff just annex something off of that and you know we can have a little place that's on the side of the you know and, and mls is really big about community yeah um but you know i don't know i mean is it us is it them we're not seeing the love i mean you know yeah you know it would be good to see a little bit more engagement uh, from those who are the cause of the situation at hand to say, Hey, yeah, how can we fix this? Yeah. To take the same approach our kids take, how can we give a little bit 
and knowing that if we give to give, we're going to get something in return, but we're not seeing it. Yeah. Well, it just seems like such easy goodwill and PR sitting right there. It's kids for the pickings. <laughs> it's kids. It's in your neighborhood and right. it's to the kind of people solve who, the problem you created. Oh yeah. Well, and, into you know the I always forget what's you know who's the family that that owns and drives the magic. I mean they've been around DeVos family forever, yeah. right? So and they're still involved. I mean, they've I, been I, very. I very, remember very seeing supportive. him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was nice to see them supportive because I remember I was at the county meeting uh, when they were working on approval for this for the stadium, and um, you know some of um gosh i'm blanking on names so there's a, a big uh hotel magnet here in town I can't Rosen. yeah he was not a fan right yeah. there were some big names that were kind of kind of pushing back against them but you know for the types of people who are invested in orlando city and orlando pride and that whole organization and are invested in the magic it would it, they they wouldn't even it'd be like if you and i were pulling something out of our pocket and dropped a dollar bill they right. they wouldn't even feel it and it'd be it'd be such great PR, and it's like, how, how are you guys? How are you guys missing this? Yeah, Cal, I tell you, the, the the, you know, I don't know everything, right? Obviously, but I know what I see at New Image, and I, it's unique. It is, you know, I, I I said it earlier. It is the best kept secret in Orlando. I I know that there are other wonderful things happening in other cities, and um, I just I don't know of anything, you know in Florida that is, that is equivalent to this. I'm sure, I'm sure there is something and yeah. somebody please send me something. So, you know, if you know of it, because I'd like to, I'd like to get to know more, right. Learn from what they've experienced, you know, kind of that, you know, life is a team sport yeah. draft accordingly. Right. But, um, but it's, it's, yeah, it's easy. It's, it's super easy. Um, just, you know, and you know, it's, it's, there are all these complexities. People want, People have their own objectives. People have their own desires. We're looking to buy a place. Yeah. And again, I think at a, on a larger level, you know, we've defined the need. If we could find the the actual place, you know, we'll f I'm sure we'll figure out how to how to make that happen. Yeah. I mean, and we've proven that well, in the past. Uh, you know, because uh, obviously a lot of our, our listenership is in Central Florida. And you never know, you know, it's six degrees of separation, right? right. You never know, you, you know, like we, we've liked to joke here now that we've had Jason and Emily on. Well, Jason's been on Jocko's podcast. So we're only like two degrees of separation from Jocko <laughs> and looking to narrow the gap. Uh, but, uh, right. So like what, what's the kind of space you guys are looking for? What do you, so this is, this is the, the dance studio space really is what we're, we're talking about, right? Are you looking to move just everything? Cause right now you guys are in a couple locations right next to each other. So you're looking for something where everything can be under one roof. We really do need that. Yeah. Right. So, because we have three different landlords, three, well, two now, uh, two month to month leases. It's been that way for a while. Um, so that's always a tenuous situation. Right. Um, and give in and time is not on our side for any of that. Right. Yeah. At any moment, one of those guys could say, yeah, you know, what? We, we changed our mind. So we're looking for, you know, 10,000 square feet would be great. Yeah. You know, 7,500 to 10,000. We'll make something work. Right. Uh, and there are things that would be nice at the same time. We know that we can't be too picky because we need a place. Um, you know, behind the center now, there's a basket, there's a basketball hoop, there's a little playground. So outdoor space, there's a place for gardening. So we have a bunch of, um, 
uh, several uh, students who come in to help the kids learn how to raise their own food. So, um, so that's, you know, that's good stuff. That's stuff we want to keep going, keep, keep continue if we can. Yeah. Um, at the same time, you know, we'd like to dream a little bit, you know, what do we need? What could we use that we don't have? Yeah. So one of the things that Shantae started is this activity bus with the gentrification of the community and kids moving to, you know, different communities like Pine Hills. Um, we've got a, a, a bus that she's now able, if we can't bring the kids to the center, bring the center to the kids. Um, so bring new image to other communities. Yeah. So looking to grow that way. Um, but, but we really do need four walls and a roof. Are there, are there property? Obviously you guys would like to stay in the area. I mean, that's, yes, that's, that's the point, a, right? It's a community thing. center. Some um, of our funding depends. It requires that. Yeah. So, I, I mean, are there, are there maybe some locations you guys kind of have identified or haven't have an eye on now? I'm just trying to get a feel for, for like, if you're looking to buy a place, what, what does that look, you know, what kind of pricing are you guys seeing in the area? What, what's the need look like there? Yeah. So we're looking, at the really in Paramore, mm-hmm. right? So, but we also, and that's uh, some of our funding is is funneled from uh, a, a group through the city, and so um, the city has a you know traditionally required us to be in Paramore. There's some, some relaxing to that because of how Paramore is changing. If only they could help out with the zoning in some way, but uh, I digress. Yeah, well, and. And I think, you know, and there's that too. If we find us, if we find a new place that is in a, that's not zoned, you know, then, you know, we'll go knock on buddy's door and, you know, see what we can do. But, um, but we're, we are looking at, we were looking, knowing Orlando, we're looking uh, east of OBT. We don't want to cross OBT um, because that, the, a lot of the kids are on the east side of OBT that would require them crossing that street. That's too dangerous. Right. So east of OBT and if you think of Colonial and then south, all right? So that's really, you know, and then south of 408, really going outside of, of Paramore to the south um, is where, where we're kind of expanding that look. So Gotcha. So if you're, if you're listening and, and you know anything that fits that bill or know somebody that, uh, that might be able to help, reach out to us through the, the podcast or we'll, you know, we'll get into the, the website and your social media and stuff here before we let you go, but you just, you know, I wanted to put that out there because you never know that. who knows who, who knows what. That's um, how all this stuff's happened up to this yeah. point with my little piece of this on the give team. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah, that's, yeah maybe, I appreciate that. Maybe somebody's grandpa's been in central Florida forever and owns the perfect building down there and doesn't need it anymore. Or and, even uh, if it's a building that it's the land, we can take it down, whatever. Yeah. We can get creative. Yeah. So we'll figure it out. It'd be awesome. But the, there's good stuff going on too. So you alluded to, to Sandlot Jacks and we've been talking, you know, went to, went up to Jacksonville and talked Sandlot Jacks. Uh, here with Jason and I'm going to be uh, out there. So as the, not as we're recording, but as this airs, Sandlot Jacks is this coming weekend. So if you're, if you're listening on the day this drops or afterwards, uh, Sandlot Jacks is coming up. Uh, what is it? Uh, April 22nd through the 24th, downtown Jacksonville, right on the, the river. Uh, Jason's dubbed it the world center of fitness uh, and just an awesome three day fitness festival. And what's crazy to me is that you guys at this point, the give team have equal billing at this point with Sandlot Jacks with Tim freaking Kennedy. 
<laughs> so it's like you can one of the one of the pitches now so savage race we've talked about it on here a bunch but if you haven't heard any of the the episodes where we've talked about it uh there's there's all these awesome uh components to sandlot jacks it's a three-day fitness festival there's ted style talks from some of the leading names in fitness and nutrition and health um there's there's go ruck events built on built in and going on there there's live music and concerts uh and savage race which is this is right up the give team's alley right savage race is coming coming in and doing their first ever urban obstacle course. So, you know, picture if you've ever done a, a mud race, an obstacle course, and typically they're spread out over, I feel like 12, you know, maybe 12 miles is kind of a, a standard length where they're going to take 17 of those obstacles and put them in a quarter mile. Uh, and you can go out and run those obstacles uh, all day long. And Rogue Fitness is going to be out there with fitness challenges and Kelly Starrett's out doing stuff and uh, leading a cornhole competition, championship of all things. Uh, but so one of the billings now is, uh, you know, they, they recently dropped Tim Kennedy's going to be out there. Tim Kennedy, a Green Beret him, himself, uh, and, a, and a top 10 ranked UFC fighter. Tim's an impressive guy. And so you can go out and I can't remember what, what time on which day, but you can run the obstacle course with Tim Kennedy and that's cool. That's fine. Whatever. Tim's awesome. Um, open invite to the podcast, Tim, come on anytime. But the, the real play, the real, the real cool guy play is that you can go out and you can run the obstacle course with the give team. That's right. That's that right. is freaking awesome, yeah. man. Yeah. 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 That was a surprise to me too. Um, so, uh, yeah, you can you could do what the cool kids do. Uh, 10.30 a.m. On, on Saturday the 23rd is when uh, our time is. And we're looking forward to it. I, um, we're going to bring up a, a small crew, um, probably a... Um, Right now, I think I've probably got six or seven kids who we're going to bring up. Um, we got it competes with competes with prom and track season, Ooh, so I've got a couple. Tough. Yeah, yeah. Um, but but so I've got a couple of, of rock stars that are going to come up. It's going to be a blast. Um, and that I mean, I I kind of know what to expect, but it being the first time, I mean, it's going to be it's going to be very cool. Yeah, uh, and there's going to be so many awesome awesome people there. So you have the the people that everybody knows. But then there are people that not everybody knows that we know who are just awesome humans yeah. who are going to be there. Um, I mentioned Earl Granville earlier, right? Mm -hmm. He's going to speak. I just learned just tonight. He called me. We were talking about it. So I think, don't quote me on this, but I think he's on at 1015. And then as soon as he's done with that, he's going to come out and run with us. Nice. So, um, so he'll be there. Well, um, that's, I, I gave like, I gave, I gave Jason a little bit of sass on that because it's the infuriating thing about Sandlot Jacks is that you cannot do everything. It's a choose your own adventure. You got to pick, you got to prioritize and pick what things you want to accomplish and what you can do and what you're about. And you can do that, but you can't do everything, which is awesome. Cause that just means we got to do it again next yeah. year and the year after. And we got to right. bring these people back. I put in my own little special request. Uh, cause I'd love to see Mark Sisson. Uh, I'm a big Sisson fan. I, I think he's a perfect fit for it. Um, so I'd love to see Sisson out there. I'd love to see Rhonda Patrick out there. So, yeah. I mean, for all the big names they have, there's so much potential. Uh, and I, it's, I'm, I'm keep trying to get a feel for how big it's, it's going to be. I think it's going to surprise a lot of us, myself included. Like the one thing I'm kind of gauging on is I know they had VIP passes available, which I, I'm, I'm, I'm kicking myself for not going in on a, on a VIP pass while they were available, but I am married to a CPA and I would like to remain married to that <laughs> CPA. Uh, so I, I probably made the, the smart play there, but those VIP passes are sold out. 
Uh, and there was there's a decent number of those available, and that was that was the big ticket item. So there there's glamping now on Saturday, so you can camp. We're staying right across the river. We're you know we've got a quick, easy two mile ruck, you know, to yeah. the uh, to the ground. So, um, but man, really excited! Awesome that you guys are going to be out there. Awesome to get. I that think exposure. we're going to have a tent there too. So we'll nice. have a, a tent on a table. Uh, we'll have the guys there. I might have somebody come up and man the tent while we're out doing stuff. Now so. I know uh, when the challenge when the issue came up at the building and it, it kind of went public that you guys were going to have to be looking for a new location. I know Go Ruck started yet another fundraiser for you guys. Uh, with some of their heritage rucks, uh, with some dedicated leather patches. You have one here tonight that I've been drooling on <laughs> since you showed up. It's absolutely um, gorgeous. Are those still available? Are some of those going to be available out at Sandlot Jacks? Is that still a way somebody can support you guys? Is that to... was a limited run. Yeah. So unfortunately, they're not available. So oh. then they are. I mean, it's they're wonderful. Well, um, I'm putting. I'm going to go out on a limb and guess that uh, this episode will make it on to Jason or Emily's radar. And I would say at least because I think Scars is going to be doing some custom stamped leather patches out there. And uh, I know a lot of us would like to be able to get our hands on on the patches that they did uh, for the fundraiser for you guys. If not the the rucks, the patches themselves are, are so cool. Uh, and uh, you know they did a patch for um, just really well known like all black units and resident regiments. So I think is yours the Tuskegee that yes, you have Tuskegee here tonight. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I did I don't remember what all four of them were. Did they do the fifty fourth regiment? I think so. So there were four of them that they did, yeah. all four black regiments during the or, or, or groups um, in um, uh, during World War Two. Gotcha. Okay. And and they all came with uh, it came with a postcard that gave you the history and and all that, yeah. which was really really cool. So that, they did a great job. I mean, yeah. And um, and again, you know, that relationship. Not. I mean, Jason and Emily are rock stars in and of themselves, right? So let's start there. But then that community beyond that, the people who are, I, I said, so here there's, this is, I've, I've talked to um, actually both Jason and Emily and, and Joe DeSena and a couple of others. There are a couple of groups in, in our world who have created this cult-like following, right? You've got Spartan, you have, uh, or the OCR community, I should say, because, you know, Savage is, is right. in that. Um, you have Go Rock. Uh, and you have CrossFit. You're gonna mm -hmm. have you're gonna have the OCR group represented by Savage up at up at uh, uh, Sandlot. Obviously, Go Rock, uh, and you're gonna have CrossFit. the The thing that I think there's an opportunity because of what we need right now as a society is to in again the, those each of the three things have something that is common in that they've touched the spirit through something physical. And I think there's an opportunity to touch the soul by giving an opportunity to give back to the community and to engage in something like that, right? So, um, so that's a that that's a you know surface level thing yeah. that I haven't spent a lot of time thinking about, but there's something there. Yeah. Um, that uh, and 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 Go Ruck is I think the closest to really getting there because of what they're doing with us, what they're doing with a lot of the other veterans organizations. So they've done a good job, I think, of establishing a really strong community with the community that they have. Um, how do you take that to the to the geographic communities that are out there? That's, uh, you know, I think that could be cool. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're hard-pressed to find um, a, a for-profit, technically and officially a for-profit. They're, you know, they're not... Uh, a nonprofit organization yeah, not doing this for free. Yeah. that's that's as community minded yep. 
um, as go ruckus, both in the way that they give and the way that they then build community, right? Their, their money is where their mouth is, but their mouth is there too, right? They're yeah. still, you know, and, and that's one of the questions I posed to Jason when I had him on, right? If, if this was just slinging gear, would it get you out of bed in the morning? You know, and he said, you know, I'd have to find something else to supplement it, right? The, the events are what make it go work. It's not what makes them rich. It's not what makes them money, but it is what makes it go rock the people in the community and and you know you still see glimpses of that in in the online communities right we talked about so much of that so toxic right so you know there's the tribe facebook group out there for for people who are doing go rock tribe where they've done go rock events and of course uh you know there's there's go rock uh you know reddit channels and i i can't uh you know my co-host josh he he likes reddit i just can't stand it because i'm like I, i feel like any channel on reddit that's about a thing is just about hating on that that thing <laughs> uh right and i normally i bite my tongue and i go and don't engage there was somebody um mild he, anger and frustration yeah there was somebody <laughs> bashing go rock about something the other day i'm like let me state this another way i'm like what you're saying is this it was about like why are they doing this special run like with the tiger stripe like put get your you know put your keystone stuff get that stuff back in stock i'm like so what you're saying is like you think go ruck is in in one of the most challenging time for materials and shipping and everything in the history of the world what you've decided is that go ruck sitting on all these raw materials <laughs> for these in demand items that are out of stock and they've decided that just to take you off just for funsies they're not going to assemble any of that stuff and they're just doing this instead can I just put forth that possibly a lot of that stuff's hard to get your hands on right now. And what they're doing is making as much of they can of whatever they can and putting it out as quick as they can at any given time. I'm just throwing it out there. Right. But so you see that, but you also see glimpses. Like I was in that tribe group the other day of somebody who was just on hard times and they're like saying, Hey, thinking about selling my rock or doing a raffle, don't even know what it would be worth. Can somebody throw me back some prices? And without fail, person after person, it was like, if you're on hard times, I don't need to buy a raffle ticket from you. Give us your PayPal. Shut up a GoFundMe. Like, don't get rid of we your you. don't get rid of your rock. Yeah, we like you. we we can we can help you out, right? And so it's cool to buy the t-shirts. Uh, right, it's cool to to buy the rucks and do the fundraisers, but we can also all just kind of throw some money at you, right? We can, you know, right. it's it's easy to just go, uh, hey Dan, I, breakfast is on me for for the team this weekend, right? Like that that's nice too. And so, uh, you know, I'm that same way. I, you know, I, I I like the promotional thing. I you know, I like a, a little Ukrainian patch that says, you know, I could just donate to Ukrainian causes, but I also like the patch that says I don't need a ride, I need bullets, and so right. so 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 I got a patch. <laughs> Uh, but you know, so cool to see that they do that. And there's a lot like that in this community and what's, what's, uh, beautiful about the the fitness community. Right. And I, I sit here not being the best physical representation of the fitness community, right? Sorry, go rock and orange theory and everybody else (laughs) that I say is responsible for my physique at the moment. Um, but like you don't go to a workout, you don't, you don't like, I don't go to a a workout at orange theory. I worked out this afternoon, right? I, I hit orange theory. No, nobody was, nobody was like, Hey, who'd you vote for in the last election? Right. Hey, what do you think about that? Like, no, it's your, it's fist bumps and and high fives and good jobs. And let's, let's sweat together. Right. And let's, you know, they'll, they'll do, 
Orange Theory gets that right. Like they do community around fitness well, or at least the location I go to, you know, they do member gatherings and stuff like that. And it's an, an active group and a supportive group and they get behind causes and local causes and they do food drive, stuff like that. And so I have appreciated that at, at least about the Orange Theory location that I participate in. But same thing, like you're not going to show up at a Go Ruck event. You're not going to go out to Sandlot Jacks. Nobody's going to check your voter registration card. Nobody's, you know, it's it, all those things. We're all yelling at each other. It feels like we're all yelling at each other about all the times. It's not going to come up. It's not a, it's not a thing. Yeah. Nobody I, cares. I think a, a couple things, right? One is you're struggling together, right? So we talked a little bit about that. The other thing is that, and I'm, we're this next season, I'm going to, we're going to get into a little bit more YouTube where um, there'll be two sessions. There's going to be one that'll be the, the coaches approaches piece, which is me two minutes to communicate with the guys, but also anybody else that wants to pay attention. This is the mission for the week. Cause every week has a, has a lesson here are the workouts to do on your own. Cause you want, you know, hopefully everybody's doing stuff at home every now and then. And then here's what we're going to do on Saturday when we get together and here's why we're doing it. And, um, and I think, um, uh, and then, then the second video is going to be the kids doing the workout and sharing what their experience is. Um, and, and the, but, but stepping back, um, the, every two weeks, the, the idea that we that I have is that we're going to launch a t-shirt for every, you know, and it's going to be a limited run thing. I've we've got on the website, we've got stuff out there now. Um, but the one that I, that I'm going to do to kind of take this for a test drive at Sandlot Jacks is just across the chest, engage with an exclamation point, just engage. And I think when you engage, then that stuff goes away, right? If you're, if you're engaging, you know, don't, don't just throw stuff at, you know, I mean, you can, right. That's fine. If that's, yeah. if that's all you can do, then great. But where you really get the benefit is when you engage and that's when all the, all the noise goes away. Mm-hmm. You know, you're in it, right. You're, 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 you're learning, you're, you're asking questions, you're failing, you know, you're, you know, but you're, you're engaging. And there's something about that word that I just love that is just, you know, just, just get into it. Yeah. Um, just go do it. Um, and, uh, and that's, you know, yeah, you get that, you get that, sense of you know nothing else matters except where you are right now that's another stoic thing right yeah another give team motto right we only have right now so enjoy it and now that's gone so you know you got to get you know you got to you got to enjoy where you are right now and enjoy the you know appreciate those who are there with you and at the same time assume best intentions yeah nobody's here to screw up you know nobody here nobody wants to do bad things yeah um you know they all think of their you know I don't know. I've always been a big fan of the saying, uh, never assume malice when stupidity will suffice. <laughs> right, right. Right. Or if you want to soften it, you can say ignorance. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. No, there's, but, there's, and, and, you know, we've all, and that's the thing. We've all done stupid stuff. Yes. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, you know, uh, um, uh, you know, God, I can just count the number of times I've done stupid things today. <laughs> you know, so, yeah. um, but, uh, but yeah, no, that, that, I, I, I'm with you. I mean, that's, that's, and that's the beauty of just sweating is that, you know, you don't have time to, you know, worry about other, th- other people's stuff if you're trying to avoid a heart attack. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, yeah. So let's, uh, let's talk about engagement and support for you guys, but before we wrap things up for sure. So, um, you know, first of all, we were just talking about it. If, if you're listening to this and it's before, uh, April 23rd of 2022, uh, you can still hit Jacksonville, uh, Sandlot Jacks 
And uh, of, among all the many things you could do that day, uh, you can run the obstacle course that morning with the Give Team and, and meet the team and uh, get yourself an engaged T-shirt. Uh, if they're not already sold out, I have a feeling they will go quick in that crowd. Um, but uh, of course, it's a three day event. I'm going to be out there all three days. If you're a regular podcast listener, Mike Redacted is going to be out there with us on Friday. Uh, and then some of the other guys that uh, did the uh, Star Course with us, they're going to be out there uh, all three days. And I've got a buddy of mine that's uh, been a GRT for a long time. Uh, he's actually out in Texas now, but he did the original Nasty. I talked about him on the oh, uh, podcast okay. with Jason. He's flying in f- since this nice. is a Nasty uh, O2. I don't know what all patches I'm going to leave with. I know what patches I want. I don't know what patches I'm going to leave with. It was going to be a struggle session to begin with. And then just because that's the way life goes, legitimately threw out my back for the first, like legitimately for the first time um, in, in my life where it was, it was tough to move a a couple of weeks ago. I'm, I'm mostly back. I still, uh, I got in, uh, rucking's fine. People, the assumption if you haven't rucked is that it's hard on your lower back and it's, it's the other way around because when the weight's on your back, you, you tighten your core to offset that and find your new center of balance. And so it's not stressful on, on the lower back, just just rucking, just walking right. with the weight. So I've been able to get back under the ruck some, and there's still a little a little tinge there uh, to today working out. So I'm hoping I'll, I'll be 100%. But let's be honest, even if I'm 100%, nasty, delight, the basic with Tim Kennedy as one of the guest cadre, they're all real questionable. I'll, I'll rock all the live long day. I'll put in all the miles, no problem. I one can foot tr- after the other. I can trudge. Oh. No, no factor. Uh, but some of the other stuff... Grip strength, grip strength. Uh, listen, I'm a Clydesdale, and uh, hanging from things. Man, that's a that's a use it or lose it thing, right it's there. It's sketchy. Oh yeah, yeah. I, uh, I love watching it. It's so not. My kids don't give it a second thought. Four year old, two year old, they'll hang and swing off anything, right? And just and just go. Uh, and we all used to be that. Like you watch little kids, they've all got that. Uh, and the second you stop, man, that's one of those things that's definitely easier to keep uh, yeah. than to get back. So uh, you can get there. You know, you watch people like Alex Honnold doing pull-ups on their little fingerboards. Uh, just seems like an impossible thing. But I'm also, uh, and I, I would guess that there's probably some version of this in your mottos. I love uh, the saying, uh, what one man can do, any man can do. Yeah. If, I, if Alex Honnold can do it, the rest of us can pull it off. Uh, there's nothing between us and Alex Honnold except for a lot of work. Just do the work, yeah. A lot Just of work. Just put the work in. Um, but so uh, Sandlot Jacks, everybody can come out, see you guys, meet you guys, run with you, uh, grab a T-shirt for support. Week in, week out, somebody wants to uh, wants to see you guys. Uh, show open invite. Show up on uh, Saturday morning. Yeah, and, uh, Saturday morning. Um, Tuesdays and Thursdays, uh, you know, a little early, and it's a little, and I don't know that I recommend anybody going out to Paramore at that time of the day, but uh, um, but yes, seven thirty on Saturday mornings by all means. We have people coming in all the time. Um, would love, we welcome it. Um, you know, join a workout, and again, you know, don't have to, but I, we recommend it, yeah. um, and get to meet the guys, and it and and it, it's it's neat to be in that part of town just yeah. to kind of see what's going on. Gotcha. And if anybody, uh, you know, maybe they're out of the area, or maybe an early Saturday morning workout isn't your thing, maybe make it your thing. Uh, but they just want to show support to you, to New Image Youth Center. What's what's the best avenue for that? What's the best way for them to go about that? So our website is uh, thegiveteam.org. Um, so you'll see there are some things out there to buy that are, that are, if you want to donate, um, don't buy something, you know, we have a PayPal account and a Venmo account and those are on, those are on the site. 
um, the, the stuff on there to buy is really just to kind of share the, the, the messaging right. and the, and then just to kind of wear what the cool kids wear. Is like, yeah. Yeah. Let's say, um, new image youth center is a new image youth.org. Okay. So that's the, that's how to, how to get a hold of them. And then there's a donate button on there. So you can get to the give team through that also. Uh, but you can see a lot of other things that are part of new image, gotcha. depending on what channel. And we'll, got. we'll throw both those on, uh, uh podcast.com. You know, if you're, if you don't listen to your podcast with a pen in your hand, just go just go right to the podcast website, uh, and uh, you'll find both those links there. Instagram, that's the other thing. If you want to follow what we do, really, Instagram is the way to go, and that's at the Give Team. So, yeah, that that's if you want to follow day to day, there's always there's something up there every day. Awesome, and we we gave up on uh, links in our show notes long ago because honestly. We're we're too lazy, and uh, <laughs> when we when we get an intern, links will come back to the show notes. But uh, so, we'll, so, so, so there's first staff member will do yes, right? yeah. But we'll we'll throw that Instagram handle uh, there in in the show notes too. Man, thanks so much for coming by. It's so awesome what you're doing. Oh, thank you. Uh, we're so about it. Uh, you know, we've got an, uh, our listenership isn't uh, isn't big. We're not Joe Rogan yet. Uh, but, but you guys are uh, local, man. You're right yeah. in our backyard. I uh, love it. But they're awesome and, and they're givers, man. And I, I know this is the kind of thing that, that they'll get behind and, and spread the word about. And uh, I'd say maybe we'll get some, some of them out for your workouts. I can't get them to blue jacket for a ruck. So <laughs> now I say that some, some of the listeners have come out and, and ended up doing that star course with us. And, uh, uh 100% will, uh, well, I'll will. tell you what, you come join us. As I've been saying here over the last few months, it'll only change your life. Nothing more, nothing less, nothing more, nothing less quite the promise. And uh, I think it, uh, I think it lives up to us. So any, uh, you know, if we I normally do, uh, my, my sales pitches and my closeouts here, but before we uh, do the, uh, the legalese, any any other wisdom? You, I I do have to say I do have a merch request, right? Because I love you know Jocko does his books and they're awesome, and he does his way of the warrior kid stuff, which is fantastic, um, and really would probably be a great resource uh, for the give team for your mm-hmm. younger crowd and for uh, New Image Youth Center. Uh, but so they've got the warrior kids code that's that they spell out in the books, but they've got posters of them too, and I, I bet a lot of people would love a poster of your eighty six mottos. Oh yeah, See, I've had that request. Yeah, um, I I have thought about and actually put the framework together for a book, um, and I thought I would save it for the book. But I've had so many people ask, and the book has been a long time coming. So they very well may be out on the website before okay. too long. Well, so put, put it's easier to put them on the website yeah. than it is to put them in a book. Yeah, put, put <laughs> me on the uh, put me on the waiting list for. Uh, <laughs> for all the mottos on, on a poster, but man, really appreciate you coming out. Definitely the first time, not the last time would, would love to plan something where we have some of the guys come and, and do the be podcast great. with us would, would be, be a great, great time. And, uh, uh, we'll 100%. I don't know if any of the listeners will show up, but we'll, we'll plan a rock or something. You be know, we'll, we'll either uh, invite the listeners out to, to come out to a workout or, or uh, plan a ruck that might be more some of the the listener speed than uh, maybe they can carry Cindy for a little bit. Maybe yeah, they just can, to get a flavor uh, of it. I don't just know about Roger, taste. but maybe Cindy. <laughs> um, and uh, definitely some of that stuff will be coming. And uh, in the meantime, listeners, uh, you know we love you, we mean it, and uh, appreciate you listen listening as 
always if you haven't already wherever you're listening click the subscribe button click the five stars the thumbs up whatever they'll let you do uh, and even toss us a little review unless you don't like the podcast and then keep it to yourself nobody wants to hear that garbage and uh, but uh, all that uh, helps there and of course uh, you can get your own sweet sweet go rug gear uh, right through our affiliate link at solid seven podcast.com solid the number seven podcast.com and uh, we get just a little just a little taste just a little kickback if you if you buy from go ruck through there and get yourself some of the world's absolute toughest gear and it works on event registrations too so sandlot jacks is an exception but uh, you want to come out and do a star course with us or something like that tell you what sandlot jacks yeah, DM me. I can help you out uh, with a with a discount code. Nice. So. All right. So watch uh, if you listen. Watch for that on. Our, we'll throw that out on our Instagram. If you're going to come out uh, and see us, we'll we'll get you a discount code for that. Very cool. And so uh, and then of course you know if you're going to come to Sandlot Jacks or you're going to come out and rock with us or you're just going to live your life, you got to be fueled up, right? It's 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 one of the core tenets. Liquid energy. It's uh, and uh, what better way than Jacko Go and Jacko Fuel in general? And uh, so click the link on the website to uh, JackoFuel.com and uh, enter in the old uh, the old promo code. Solid the number seven will get you ten percent off, which is not nothing. And once again, we we get a little taste, we get we get a little kickback, and a, a great way to support the podcast here. And then, of course, if you just want to take it to the next level, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, uh, you know, don't join our Patreon until after you've donated to either uh, the Give Team or uh, New Image Youth Center. But once you've done that. Then you click the Patreon link. You become a supporter. Uh, five bucks a month gets you uh, uh, content or access to some bonus content. Ten dollars a month gets you a better than average coffee mug from which you can drink any beverage of your choosing, up to and including the pinnacle of all beverages, Jocko Go. So uh, great ways to support the podcast on there. And if you can't do any of that, just tell a friend. Uh, we like that too. So uh, in the meantime, Dan, thanks so much for doing it. And listeners, we'll we'll catch you on the flippity flip. 